Hello, Kitty. This is your Julie, the Crypt Keeper. And you're listening to Slasher Radio. <laughs> Welcome to Slasher Radio. The hosts, Mikey Bones, Cat Bloor, and Rob Humphrey. We are back. Our bad last week. What's up, guys? <laughs> Not our. Not that's no fall on me. I said, "What movie are we doing?" And everybody uh, else said, "We ain't doing shit." <laughs> we should have tried to trick Rob into watching something dumb. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. My bad. Last week, uh, uh, we're fresh off the slashies. Well, we're fresh off a week off, but before that, we were doing the slashies. Slashies takes a lot of time. Slashies takes a lot of energy. Mr. Bones over here is getting older, so I have less and less of that. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, and I was thinking, too. I'm glad you brought that up. I, it's not that I feel less bad, because obviously we, we don't like missing shows and everything. But I feel like we have enough going on to where usually you don't have like we have other stuff we're doing, too. Because, like, we did an episode of Colt last week, me and um, Allie clown penis you guys had the nick f and will cage cast last week you know we're around on the discord all that stuff so you know it's like i feel like we're doing a lot yeah yeah well, i'm He's doing coasting a lot. off the glory of the nick f and will cage cast is how i heard that <laughs> <laughs> a show he is banned from hit show <laughs> that is correct uh yeah, well, that's uh, i don't want to wait to the end of the episode but uh we're we're, we're doing a patreon show this week we got a voicemail. We're not doing news. We got some other stuff we're going to do. But before we get to all that, Rob, am I still banned on Nick F and Woo Cage Cast, man? Yes. I thought you guys were going to talk about it. Did you we did. It? We decided yes. <laughs> I'll be damned. All right. I sat down, had a nice discussion with Kat and Nicholas Cage's publicist, then we decided <laughs> yes. That fucking guy. <laughs> Makes more sense. <clears throat> but yeah, we're, uh, we're fresh off the slashies, like I was saying. That was... Uh, that was a lot of fun. Congratulations to all the winners. Damien Maffei, speaking of Nick Cage, he was talking a little shit on Twitter. I noticed that. He's also... I saw that. He did come hard. He's the first celebrity banned from the Nick Evans right. Cage cast. That's right. Oh, Unfortunately. My Unfortunately. <laughs> Way to finish. <laughs> did you, you guys just... You banned Damien Maffei. Banned. Yeah. Done. That's fucked up, no. Don't don't even ask to come on the show, Damien. You are out. <laughs> this is gonna be he asked to come on here again, so now what do we do? God damn. He can come on here. He can That's come fine. on here, yeah. Yeah, I don't have a problem with him being on this show. No, he's a great guy. You know, I'm gonna <laughs> tell him that you banned him, right? That's fine. He's okay. not allowed on the show. He can come on this show. <laughs> but he better keep Nick the Cage's name out of his mouth. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Damien Maffei whoop your ass, man. <laughs> I know he will. I know. <laughs> Funny it would be if Damien Maffei came on the show and asked if we could lift the ban, and we immediately did. <laughs> I'd be furious. I'm not like you would anybody. kill us. <laughs> all of you, Damien, everybody. Yes, all of you. <laughs> Nicholas Cage is publicist. All right, we do have a voicemail this week. We have a text message actually, so uh, we have a little. We can bit. get text messages. <sighs> I'm ignoring you. And you know what? And where are my balls? 
You can call the show, leave a voicemail, or text message, Rob. You trace the call. It's coming from inside the house. By calling 917-397-KILL. That's 917-397-KILL. And not texting me because I won't know how to read that fucking thing. <laughs> 5455. <laughs> I'm going to start texting you. Just random shit at all kinds of times of the day. I mean, you can text my phone. I'm saying if they text the thing, I don't know how to read it. I don't know how to check it. No, but I'm going to just start texting you randomly. Well, I, don't, I don't have access to the Slasher Radio hotline thing. Yeah, thank God. That one's that. true. That's true. Because <laughs> sometimes he says he doesn't have access to stuff that, that we all have access to. I don't have that access to the poor noise. I don't have access to that. I don't you have access to the Patreon. Case in point. <laughs> You, you lying motherfucker, you have access to the Portnoy now. Okay, yes, you did finally, finally after two <laughs> years, give me access to that sheet. Son of a bitch. All right, here, here's the, um, yeah, let's get to voicemail first. Fuck it. Hey, it's your buddy IR Chris here to humbly accept my Lifetime Achievement Award. I'm glad the committee finally did the right thing and gave me the prestigious Lord Humphrey Lifetime Achievement. Wait. Bobby. Why would he give it to Bobby? You're all dead. You're oh, dead. Oh. Uh, I was going to say this is about to get real awkward. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that ended pretty much how I anticipated. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm yeah, I'm glad we don't have to break the news to him uh, once again on the show. Um, and I do appreciate the, the use of the word <laughs> Chris. That was nice. Stop <laughs> saying it. Chris just got like four or five bleeps right there, man. And so mm-hmm. did you now. Four or five bleeps. <laughs> God damn it. You know, I, like I should just open it for the show. Like I should just. <laughs> Whenever you should. I have bad news for you, Mikey. My New Year's resolution is to say more. So, ooh, that's a good resolution. Why is yeah. that your resolution? It's the first one ever. I was really embarrassed by how low my <laughs> bleep tally was, but I'm allowed to say a lot of the things that Rob can't say. That's true. You can say. And I can I can't. say gangbang. So, yeah, Rob's not allowed to say that. Yeah, but neither one of us can say. And I, I do know. Um, I was on. Um, um. Uh, dummies of horror they they referred to me as a grumpy old and i don't know if we're allowed to say that or not i don't think you know we can't say we can't say how british do i have to get before i can say on the show real british (laughs) that's the thing they say it a lot on their show but they're australian oh yeah it's okay if you're australian yeah yeah and so they that's that's a hello over there they don't you know (laughs) but it's a whole different ball game here they can say and they can say oi yes yes they can they can do all that yeah but I didn't know what our policy on was. Yeah, no, we can't say that. All right. Yeah. It's a, it's a doozy around these parts. But yeah. if, if that guy ever, the Australian guy ever comes on the show, he can say all he want. That's fair. Yeah. We might fair. be able to get him on the show. It's hard because he's on literally the other side of the world. And so the time difference is a mess. But yeah, I'd love to have Tim. Tim is really funny and he's a great guy. I'd love to have him on the show, actually. Talk to him. Oh, that'd be fun. My publisher is in Australia and it's, a pain in the ass because I have to be up early for meetings. <laughs> yeah, get your brother on too, man. What the hell happened with that? Yeah. Oh, get him to um, accept the Slashy Award. Yeah, for best song. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did win the Slashy for best song of uh, 2023. Well, uh, <laughs> I, you know, we could probably swing that. Maybe I don't know. I'll talk to him. I just wanted to make you aware. This is where we left the conversation last time. <laughs> I know. Well, no, I approached him about last time too, but I we were busy. We had the slashies coming up and everything, so I didn't really follow up too much on it, you know. But he All wanted. Right. He said he would do it. So 
It's a good career move to be on Slasher Radio. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, look, Damian Maffei's career took off. He won a Slashy this year. Yeah. And got banned from a very prestigious Nick Cage podcast. <laughs> yeah. Some may say it's prestigious to be banned from that podcast. Depends on how you look at it. <laughs> anyway, um, following up on Chris's real quick, one last comment on Chris's email, uh, our voicemail. Chris, there's always next year, buddy. That scares me, though. Once again, that's how we left last year's conversation. <laughs> it, it is. It is. And again, I, it, I don't want it to, but I do feel like it might be turning into a bit. The, what scares me is that we're only one year away from this being officially a bit. And mm -hmm. I know that people that nominate uh, Lifetime Achievement Award winners for the show are going to do their best to make it a bit. Yeah, they. Oh, boy. They like now, a bit. If this were up to me, <laughs> it would not be a bit. Mm -hmm. True. But I only have so much control in this. Look, if it were up to me, you'd be in, Chris. Well, hang on. <laughs> you motherfucker, you. <laughs> I don't know if you can say that. Can't say that. Can't. Yet I did. <laughs> I don't know if I'm okay with you saying <laughs> that. I think that might need to be bleeped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that could be another one. It could be. All right. Uh, text message time. This one is from You're going to bleep that and make it sound like I said something really terrible. Like, well, if it were up to me, Chris, bleep. <laughs> I'd go Vince McMahon on you and shit on your head. <laughs> All right. The text message is from Tasha. Shit. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't prepared. I don't know which button. The filthy it is. potato thief? I think it's, I, I find it hard that she can, hard to believe that she can text with like all those dirty potato hands. You know what I mean? <laughs> Poor girl. When you walk around with potatoes on your hands, you can't be texting. Her phone screen must be a mess. I hope that this text is about the thing that I think it's about, because otherwise I'm going to have to confess that I was called out by the potato thief. <laughs> Privately, I, I we she pulled me aside to have a talk to me. <laughs> you having conferences with the potato thief? Yeah, I got in trouble. We all got in trouble. I got a talking to. I, I hope it comes up here. <laughs> all of us? What did I do? Well, I didn't. What? Oh, that doesn't bode well that you don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. Well, it sounds like we got something to talk about after this text message. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> We've been horror courted by the potato thief. Um. All right. The text message from Tasha reads, me, Tasha. Over here laughing at Rob talking about wine being white woman shit like he wasn't drinking gas station wine and watching his reality shows. I mean, that's look, look, that's it is fair. true. I did drink gas station wine <laughs> and I do watch reality shows. Some, not all, but some. I only watch the sophisticated highbrow ones like Below Deck and Southern Charm and Southern Hospitality and Winter House and Summer House. That's a lot of reality. Those are the only ones. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. I don't watch. I don't watch like the trashy stuff. Half of network television. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's not wrong. Good, bravo, Tasha. That's on point. Yeah. Yeah. What'd we do wrong though, Cat? Uh, so I got in some trouble. Uh, specifically, I I I got in trouble, but then you guys got in like you got splash damage trouble. Um, she would like everyone to know that she did not vote for Batista in the slashies. I had alleged that maybe it was her <laughs> and she did not take it kindly. <laughs> I, I don't even remember that happening. First of all, secondly, why would I take right collateral damage for your mistake? 
Well, because you guys laughed and agreed that oh. it was possible. So. Okay. And third, <laughs> I am curious why you think she would vote for Batista. <laughs> well, because we talked about the movie and she was just, she was suspiciously nice to it is the best that I oh. can describe it. Like she didn't say she liked it, but she was like, it could have been worse. And I was like, potato thief voted for Dave Batista. <laughs> <laughs> What are sticky potato hands? But I was wrong. <laughs> I was scheming and I, I was uh, told the error of my ways. Yeah. And then the, the last point I would like to make is, Tasha, it's a lot more fun when you yell at cat for things than it is when you point <laughs> out that I drink wine and watch fucking reality shows. So I don't know. Let's yell Maybe at cat when more. she points out that you... <laughs> It was one bottle of gas station wine. There ain't nothing wrong with that. Like you guys never had gas station wine. I have had gas station wine. From where I'm sitting, they're both equally funny, Tasha. So go ahead, do thing. <laughs> so up. get Mikey. <laughs> yeah, that's a fertile that's fertile ground right there, Tasha. Come on. No, and not. feel free to put or in a text yes. message so yes. he has to bleep it. Call him call him a I don't even know how many ad you right now. <laughs> what the fuck? Did you... I'm gonna have to go back and listen. No, cat got like two. God damn. Okay, this is becoming these bleeps, man. Jesus Christ. It's you know what it is, Mikey. It's the, the beginning of the year, and we just did the slashies, and we talked yeah. about the bleeps. It'll get back to normal eventually, but you know, for now, it's this is what's going to happen probably. Whenever it com it comes up, it comes up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like yeah. it, it's a lot of work for at least I know at least a couple of weeks, and then it levels out. But when it comes up, it's like, God damn. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you guys for the voicemails and the text messages, though. It was nice to hear from Chris. I'm sorry, Chris. Blame Rob. It has nothing to do with me. But speaking of Chris, we have a Portnoy pick coming up. Oh, didn't we? We had something else to do, right? Uh, well, yeah. Drink we roll call. Don't forget that. Oh, drink oh, yeah, roll drink call. Roll yeah. Call. Uh, I'm drinking a turned up tea or whatever, whatever these things are called. Tony Dan's is <laughs> turned up tea. Yeah, and I no, it's not Tony Danza. And I want everybody. <laughs> you said yes. No takebacks. Official. <laughs> I want everybody to know there is now officially an entire fucking drawer in my refrigerator dedicated <laughs> to drink roll call graveyard. And I've already. I I feel like I'm gonna collect these things for as long as I can. And mm -hmm. I've already put a turned up tea in there just for like it'll be there. It'll be in the graveyard oh, right. eventually. Well, you're turning that graveyard into a museum, it sounds like. It's it's kind of becoming that. Yeah, it's got yeah. the sweet baby Jesus <laughs> yeah. still in there. Yeah. I mean, you can get rid of that stuff. Just give it to some local high school kids. Oh, I get rid of it easy. I, well, next time Stevie comes, yeah, I could probably <laughs> <Right>? get rid of it. <laughs> That'd be the only thing in the fridge. I, I, In fact, I should have more. There's stuff missing in there, and it's still... <laughs> but, I, like, I want everybody to think how much... Like, a drawer in the fridge is a good amount of space, man. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I want everybody to realize the sacrifice. There's a lot of money wasted in there, too. Keep in mind. Yeah. yeah. A lot of money has gone to drink roll call since we started doing it. How many I'm going to I'm going to take that whole box of umbrellas that I have and put it in that drawer. <laughs> <laughs> There'd be fucking like 93 umbrellas in the drawer. All right. What are you guys drinking? Well, I made a drink uh, and I kind of fucked it up a little bit. And I'm just I'm a little disappointed in in the presentation. The drink is actually is actually very good, but it is uh, it's called. Uh, I wanted to stay on theme, so it is called the Crystal Lake. Oh, and I will send a picture, and I'll show you how I fucked up the presentation. As uh, as you can see, 
from the picture that I just sent. I wanted to float the grenadine, but oh. somehow the grenadine just sank straight to the fucking bottom. You got to do the spoon thing, man. I did the spoon thing. I, I didn't do it right. Oh. But then there's also some uh, gummy bears, or uh, not gummy bears, fucking uh, Sour Patch Kids that I cut up and put in there to represent Jason's Aww. victims floating in the lake. Look at you. That's dope yeah. as shit. Yeah. This is a good drink, roll call drink. And when I was when I was making it or uh, coming up, but uh, you know, we're getting the stuff and everything, decided that's what I was going to do. I thought, oh, I'm making a Mikey drink because <laughs> it's all colorful and stuff. But then I realized this is more like a cat drink because cat makes this sort of uh, bloody water kind of stuff all the time. Yeah, she's much better at floating the grenadine than I am. Yeah, floating the grenadine I can do, but it is very on brand of me to mess up like one key thing in a drink. Yeah, I I could not get it to float. I was like, what the fuck? I did the spoon thing on the first one. It didn't work. I did the spoon thing on another one. It didn't work. Grenadine just keeps sinking to the bottom. I don't know what the fuck. I like this one. It tells a story. Yeah, but this is like, so I'm just like, all right, fine. Blood is thicker than water. So it sank to the bottom of the fucking lake. I don't fucking know. (laughs) Yeah, I might have to have one of these also because it looks tasty it's very tasty yes it is very much a mikey drink it is a blueberry lemonade vodka and grenadine oh my god you are drinking lemonade practically pink lemonade. you're drinking baby blue lemonade it's not it's not pink lemonade it's blueberry baby blue lemonade and vodka is what you're (laughs) drinking the nerve of you it's really really good horror court you, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you dirty bastard. He left that to the end, too, on purpose, cat. The gummy, uh, I keep wanting to say gummy bears. The fucking Sour Patch kids add a nice sort of like visual touch to it, but they actually kind of suck to have in the drink. I do not Yeah, because they get kind of soggy. Yeah. I imagine. Yeah. And the sugar and like the sour stuff kind of comes off. So then it's just like this weird, chewy kind of fucking thing. Yeah. But as presentation, you know, like yeah. it looks nice. I'm impressed. I cannot believe you, man. I mean, it's a great drink. I'm gonna make it one day too. But fuck, man, it's really it's really tasty, Mikey. You should try it sometime. <laughs> mm. If only he didn't hate lemonade. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know what your problem with lemonade is. <laughs> I'm gonna go postal in there one day. <laughs> that is awesome, though, man. All the pictures, by the way, for this stuff goes up on Patreon. Yeah, yeah, you can see how badly I suck at floating grenadine. It looks a lot better than he's giving it credit for, though. Like, as a drink. It did the absolute opposite of what I wanted it to do. Instead of floating, it sank like a fucking anchor. (laughs) But it it works, I don't know how I achieved that, but I did. It wasn't your vision, but it it came out great, though. Yeah, yeah, it's it's still tasty. It's still a good drink. I I would recommend uh, anyone try it, except for Mikey. He doesn't like lemonade. (laughs) Uh, Kat, what are you drinking, though? Uh, I am drinking, this is a preemptive graveyard situation. Oh boy. Uh, I, I'm drinking, I've got some um, bear uh, drinks around. It, it's hard to, I right now, I've got like a nice little apple teeny that I'm going to follow up with some special vodka that was procured for next week's drink. Ooh. Unfortunately, I was missing one of the ingredients and did not get back out to the store. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to ruin the surprise, but I have like, I have a special vodka. I've got some apple stuff. We've got a nice drink, hopefully coming next week. There was like one thing that I thought was going to be the easiest part to find. And it was not. Yeah. Which is how it goes making cocktails sometimes. Like you never know what you're going to be short. 
It is. It is. And I don't know why I got inspired to like do a kind of try to keep it on theme with the movie this week. Nice um, though. I, I like but I it. just I decided to go that way. I do have a couple ideas for a uh, drink roll call coming up. One of which I'm not sure which way I want to go with it yet, but uh, stay right. tuned on that. Okay. Okay. Oh, we've got, uh, we got a little thing right before we recorded. Last week we played a red pill, blue pill game, and our good friend, uh, Camp Springwood has sent us another one. Oh, Jesus Christ. He didn't Uh, make it, did he? (laughs) I don't think he made it, no. Can you imagine the hellscape of movies that he would put on there? (laughs) Like, option three, I'll just take the gun to shoot myself, please. (laughs) Um, and he has asked what pill we would all take. Uh, okay. But I'm more interested in his comment. As we always are so, with Greg. As we always are. Uh, the This is a Halloween-specific version. So, okay. Red Pill, we have John Carpenter's Halloween. We have Halloween 4. We have Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers. Halloween Resurrection. Uh, Halloween, which appears to be Rob Zombies. And Halloween Kills. Uh. Now, on the blue side, that leaves us with Halloween 2, 5, H2O, Rob Zombies, Halloween 2, Halloween 2018, and Halloween Ends. What happens to Season of the Witch in this instance? Uh, Season of the Witch is not here. It it was too powerful (laughs) (laughs) to have on either side. Your pills have no effect on the power of Stonehenge. Yes, Stonehenge is immune to the pills here. He didn't want to sink either of these pills too hard, so he left it off, is what I'm guessing. (laughs) All right. Okay, I found it. I'm looking at it here now. Oh, yeah. uh, Let me... I meant to send it in, but my computer's being fucking weird. Uh, So that you can look at them, it's going to make it a little bit easier. I also lost our group chat. I think I'm going with the red pill, man. Yeah? I mean... So I have a tough time. I I had a really tough time with this because I also was very tempted to like the blue pill, I think, is better in a lot of ways, but it's lacking, you know, some important stuff. And also I'm stuck with ends like (laughs) first of all, ends is incredible. Stop it. (laughs) Um, I would say. Looking at these two, I think the overall quality of the blue pill is better. What? But I'm taking the red pill because I'm never going to give up the original Halloween. That's bullshit. Um, I might honestly, it's it's really hard. I I <laughs> I might go blue pill. I do think I have a tough time giving up Halloween. I. And I like kills a lot more than I like ends, but it's just wrong. But okay, that's true. I do feel, I I do kind of feel like the overall quality of movies is higher. And you know how much I hate Curse of Michael Myers. Like it's almost kind of worth it to me just not to have that on the list. It is true. 
that's the only one that's like wasting an entire slot for me. <laughs> it, I mean, it is true. I mean, so I, I like the original. Obviously, the original is a masterpiece. Halloween 4 is good. Like, I enjoy Halloween 4. Yeah. Uh, but Curse is, is bad. Resurrection is the worst in the franchise. No, it's not. Rob Zombie's Halloween is the worst movie that we watched last year. <laughs> and you've got Kills. Kills is the only one of the David Gordon Green ones that you have. Uh, yeah, Halloween Over on kills, Red Pill side. Halloween Kills, but as a Halloween movie, like, it's mid. It's fine. I don't hate it. I don't love That's it. That's right. It's, it is better than a lot of the Halloween movies on that side, actually. Yeah. Hang on. <laughs> yeah, but, I think maybe Blue Pill. But looking at Blue Pill, I like Halloween 2 a lot. Halloween 5, I don't care for. H2O's mid. No, it's um, not. Mm. I don't know. H2O is the worst one that we have on the side, though. What? Zombies Halloween 2 is better than his original Halloween. Yes. Got the David Gordon Green Halloween, which is the second best in the franchise. What? It's got And it's got Halloween it, Ends, which is the fourth best in the franchise. Oh, my God. Stop scaring people. It's, I mean, that's t- this is a really tough one. It's a what tough makes, one. What makes it tough is John Carpenter's Halloween's on the red pill side. Like, that shows the power of, like, having one perfect movie on one side. <laughs> we were going through this, like, last time we did this. Like, having one really good choice on a side. Because last week it was, um like, John Carpenter yeah. was the best director on a side. And then we had, like, a- all the other heavy hitters on on red pill side. Um. Yeah, that's a tough one. So for me, this one's easy. I look at it as original Halloween's better than Halloween 2. Halloween 4 is better than Halloween 5. H2O's way better than Curse of, of Michael Myers. Resurrection's way better than Halloween 2. And put Wait, the brakes on that statement. <laughs> no, Halloween <laughs> Resurrection's good. It's got Rob Zombie's Halloween, which is better than Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. I don't care either, what either of you say. Kills but it's not better than, than da- if you're going across. It's not better than David Gordon Green's Halloween. No, yeah, but you just mix across. them up. You just mix them up. You know, I'm just saying but those you were just my- going across until you got to that one. Well, it happens for the original and the sequel. Those are two of the best movies on the each list to me. The Halloween two and Halloween on each side to me. And so those heavy hitters go up against each other. Four and five are kind of the same. And you just mix and match the two. They both have a Rob Zombie. I think the first one's better. I go with the red one. Plus, I got resurrection. Hell of a deal. Rob, are you are you locked into red also? Do you agree with Mikey on this? No, I know none of us agree with Mikey because of the logic. But are you locked into red pill? I don't think so. I think I'm going blue. I hate it. I hate it more than anything. But the overall quality of the movies on the blue side are just better than it's the better. ones on the red side. So. And and if you do. Go across, which I'm not saying that you should. I'm not saying that this is a valid strategy, but if you did go across correctly, um, it's three versus two. The blue pill wins three of these matchups. Three out of five. There are six matchups, so it would be. Oh, oh yeah, there are. I'm sorry, I had the. So be the red side would win one, two. No, we so we the red side would only win two anyway. Wouldn't matter. Well. Ends is better than kills, Cat. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, I will say it might be tied. Yeah, the real great. balance of power here, Season of the Witch, isn't on either side. 
I think that's why Season of the Witch isn't on this. Yeah. It, it would have been a tiebreaker. Um, mm-hmm. Would you guys like to hear the comment that this came in with? Oh, great. no. Yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> is it a comment from Greg? It is a comment from uh, Greg. Then no, I don't want and to. And I think actually, I'm going to overvite you on this because you absolutely <laughs> well, do. Don't you ask. just don't know it yet. <laughs> well, I, I was hoping that Mikey was going to say no and then <laughs> I could yeah. read it anyway. Uh, Mikey's the one that's going to hurt here. <laughs> the comment reads, I wonder how Mikey's dead. Radio Rob one, two, three cat underscore Vlor from at slasher radio would answer this. For me, it's easy. Blue pill all day because it doesn't have curse or resurrection. <laughs> all right. But that doesn't hurt me. Cause that means Greg's agreeing with you guys. You guys clearly wrong. With Greg on. You I thought. mean, look, he's right though. That's he's the, right. That's the big thing. If you're putting that together, you've got it to make it a tougher choice. You've got to split curse and resurrection. I like resurrection, yeah. man. It's a good movie. I don't care. Those are the two worst in the entire franchise. No, they're not. Yes, they are. Those are, there are 13 movies in the Halloween franchise and that's number 13 and number 12 right there. But like you said, I think having curse and having the original on the same side makes mm-hmm. it a lot tougher but yeah resurrection should have been there instead of halloween well no because we needed both the rob zombies split up mm-hmm. i don't know how exactly you do it but it's it's tough because uh the original halloween is my second favorite horror movie of all time mm-hmm. but I, so i hate to I, you know i hate to pick the side against that one but it's just it was stacked the with a bunch of crap over there <laughs> I would watch Resurrection over half the movies on that blue side. Oh, all right, hold on. Let's let's see. Let's count that out. Yeah, and you're gonna do yeah. this out of spite. I know you are, but uh, wait, but, hold on. No, he he would too because yeah, he would. doesn't like Halloween too. He doesn't like Rob Zombie's Halloween too. Yeah, yeah, that goes above that for sure. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't because it, it it's at the bottom of the list. Resurrection <laughs> no. is the worst movie <laughs> in the franchise. And he didn't like Halloween Ends. So what Halloween five? Do you like it more than Halloween five? Is yeah, that the would, other yeah, half? I would, I would definitely watch it over Halloween five. So what would you watch over Resurrection on the blue side? I'd watch Halloween. Well, see that, and that's the Resurrection's fun. So it depends. It's on not the mood, but if we're going <laughs> by quality, I would watch Halloween two over it. I would watch eighteen over it. Maybe that's the question mark. It, again, it depends on the mood. And I, but I would sorry, watch what? two over it <laughs> again. Uh, that's going, the question mark that's where you're at if we're going by quality it would be 18 but if like depending on my mood i could be in a fun mood and want to watch resurrection they're very different movies i will counter with saying i think halloween 2018 is a lot more fun than halloween resurrection uh, oh by miles like i think halloween 18 is a rare a rare movie that is both uh very good Critically, I think, and also a lot of fun to still watch. Yeah, still, yeah, I agree. I agree with you. I'm not disagreeing, but I don't don't have Busta Rhymes, man. That's all I'm saying. I feel like you are disagreeing, (laughs) though, because we all chose the same pill except for you. And you would watch Resurrection before you would watch Halloween in. Absolutely. You are so well. Absolutely. (laughs) You are you cat. No, you'd fucking start either. Ends (laughs) is a good movie. No, I will say I for all of the I do think that ends might be this it it is the second worst one on our side over here, I think. But I would 
watch it before Resurrection. I would say Ends is the second best one on our side. Well, that's insane. Lunatic. It's what? It's better than Halloween Two. No, it's not. I don't think that's true, right? It's better than Halloween Five. No. It's better than H two O. No. You could make a case for it being better than Five. It's better than Rob Zombie's Halloween Two. It's either the worst or the second worst of the franchise. One of the two. How? The only one that's better than that is is (laughs) 2018, the old hollow green. I think the listeners just spend time conspiring. They're like, how can we make them fight about Halloween (laughs) rankings again? This is the content that people want. We do get an inordinate amount of Halloween related questions. We do. And that's the thing is that like, it's not because we have movies that we just bring up sometimes mm-hmm. that you have to put up with us talking about all the time if you listen to the show the listeners push us into these halloween fights we're not the ones doing this guys and is it is that the franchise that we are the most like the furthest apart on um probably yeah. is that why it happened i think yeah, so probably i would well yeah because yeah. listen to mikey's picks here Man, <laughs> i stand by that i stand by you it. can stand by it all you want <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> God damn right. Um, yeah, I wonder what uh, I want to see uh, when I get. So a you're second. telling me you you prefer Buster Rhymes to LL Cool J? I didn't say that. You took the Buster Rhymes mm-hmm. side, not the LL side. No, no, no. I said I would watch H two O over Resurrection. That was one of the three. All right. Yeah, yeah. I love. I love me some LL man. I like Buster Rhymes, but LL, hey, he's the man. Don't try and put that evil on me. I wonder what Will thinks, because uh, he's the, the a big Halloween guy too. Thrill me. Yeah, but his opinions are all jacked up. <laughs> That's always right. Oh, while we're on the topic, we'll get to the the movie Freddy vs. Jason soon. I swear. But while we're on the topic, I I want to snitch on Will a little bit here. Oh. Uh, during either before or during or or after Ali's stream. Will said that the best Halloween theme is Halloween Kills. You mean excluding what the original that? one, right? No. What? We no. we take Carpenter's original theme out. No. And then I'm we sorry. can dis- we can discuss Halloween Kills. What? It's the the I forget. It's like a, it's not the the main one for the movie. Apparently, there's like an orchestra version or something like that cinematic or something version of it mm. that I, and I listen to it and it's dope as shit but yeah I mean Carpenter did it of course it's good <laughs> well it, this one's very different from Carpenter's but it's also keeps right that, but it's Carpenter Carpenter did the music for Halloween Kills yeah but I'm saying just yeah. the style of it and it not you know it being so different his music by the way Carpenter's music is very good yeah Yes. Like even the albums that aren't associated with like, you know, aren't scores for films like the um, Lost. What are they, what's he called? Lost Themes or something. He's got like Lost Themes 1, 2, and 3 that he's put out. Really, really good. Oh, yeah. I've not listened, but I assume that that's correct because yeah, he is very, very talented. It's very good. Him, his son, and um, the son of the guy from the Kinks. I can't remember his name. <laughs> Daniel. Daniel Davies. Very good. Yeah. So that that's what he said. Well, I mean, he's wrong. It, I mean, I, that's just wrong. Yeah, fair enough. Just figured I'd let everybody be aware. He might want to get a brain scan. <laughs> Good movie. All right. So, oh, fuck. Do I got to hit my button? Oh, yeah. Thank you for God reminding. Damn it. Glad you Mike, reminded me. His favorite us, segment. Hey, Mike, he's over here. Do you, is this yeah. the time where you guys. 
<laughs> Honor me. Stop the whole show to shower you with attention. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Stop the doing ego it. on this guy. The ego on this guy over here. I don't like nor want. This is the Gabagoli Mystery Corner where our listeners send in Italian memes making fun of me for being Italian. There's no hard Italian here. Don't look for it. It's just them being buttholes. The memes go up on Patreon and um, <laughs> we try and describe them on the show. Wow. I um, I want to like preface that. this by reading the comment that came with this one. This one goes pretty hard. Yeah, this one was tagged or yeah, it was annotated, I guess, with the comment slides a landmine into your DMs. <laughs> uh, okay. That one's pretty rough. Okay. <sighs> Let's see. Get this grenadine off the bottom of this drink. Otherwise, I'm going to have just nothing but a glass of grenadine when I get down there. Wow. Okay. So this, I don't <laughs> like this. Uh, this is um, a cutting board with waffle fries and fried raviolis and some type of little bowl of dipping sauce and it says buffalo chicken ravioli because fuck italy this is nyc there you go i mean <clears throat> i had this conversation we had this conversation i think you were i don't remember if you were in the discord when we were talking about this rob but uh, i had this conversation about pizza not too long ago with a friend of the show huff and puff mm -hmm. with your, your ravioli pizza <laughs> it's not ravioli pizza. Huff is very against the uh, no. pasta pizza. Huff does not care for that pizza at all. Dude, he gets mad when I get that pizza. And I want you guys to know your th this show is now affecting my health and my cholesterol uh, because I've been having that, uh, that pizza every Wednesday because, you know, it's my lunch from Wednesday now. And when it's Wednesday, I feel the urge to eat pasta pizza. So I hope you're all happy. I feel like this one might be a stretch to blame this show. <laughs> Maybe. I'm committing to the bit. I'll the accept show... it, but... <laughs> the show created the bit. I'm committing to the bit. I can't help it. Uh, but yeah, I had this conversation recently where New York has like its own kind of brand of Italian food. So like this meme honestly really isn't very wrong. Like it, it's true. Like we do have our own style of shit. This is a little out there, but I'm aware it exists. Have you eaten it? No. no I Be honest. No, I, no. I look, I, I have not had buffalo chicken raviolis, but if I seen that on a menu somewhere, like a bar, absolutely would get buffalo chicken raviolis. I expect to get a picture next week of buffalo chicken ravioli. <laughs> no, no, you guys For don't get bit. stuff now. No. No. I, I just told them. I had a, a to the bed, Mikey. <laughs> I had a pizza burger not too long ago for lunch the other day. Did not send them a picture of it. Why? Because my lunch from Wednesday ends up in the Gabagooly Mystery Corner. <laughs> now I don't get to see shit. This is what you guys so do. on my list, uh, on my wish list for Gabagooly Mystery Corner is now pizza burgers. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody else send them. That's not. I'm not gonna do it. Not gonna tribute that shit. No. And then I'm gonna tag it Mikey's lunch from Thursday. <laughs> This is my lunch from like Sunday or something. I don't remember. Aha, uh -huh, Intel. <laughs> yeah. I think it was Sunday because I ordered wings that day and you were talking about how you had a pizza burger. Probably. Those wings were good. I might do that again this Sunday. But th th this meme, I mean, like it's what I like. It's not wrong. I mean, it's it's not very respectful either. So fuck them. But I mean, it's, it's <laughs> kind of true. All right. I'll tell you who wouldn't like it. That dude you took that picture of that one time. 
<laughs> that guy would not like anybody saying fuck Italy. No, no, he wouldn't. He, would, he, he would throw down. But he was in New York City, so I don't, you never. But yeah, it, and I'll tell you what, the reason I'm not mad at it, because I kind of like it. Like, I'm I'm from New York, so obviously, you know, like, it, it's good food. What are you going to do? New York, one of the uh, most bed bug infested cities in America. Did you know that? No, but I believe it. Was that a New York fun fact? <laughs> it was number one in the, in the country. Uh, anybody want to venture a guess? Uh, I have no guess. Florida. No, it was uh, Chicago. Oh, that makes sense. Full of bed bugs up there in Chicago, apparently. Overpopulated cities, man. A lot of people in small places. Makes sense. I mean, Cleveland was on the list, too. Oh, that's just filth. There's I believe not, it. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> just filth. There's nothing else. Cleveland is yeah. just filth. It's not even overpopulated or nothing. Like, what else could it be? Water catches <laughs> fire in fucking Cleveland. <laughs> I'm not shocked. Like a dozen times. They stopped. Water caught fire. Let me just shit on Cleveland real quick. Water <laughs> caught fire there so many times they stopped counting. It's the shit on Cleveland fun fact from Mikey. Yep. yep. <laughs> Welcome to Cleveland. All right. We're going to take a really quick break, and we will be right back with the Patreon, the winner of the Patreon pick for this month, Freddy vs. Jason. Oh, we need to go through all the Patreon stuff because Rob doesn't know how to get into the Patreon, right? No, I don't have access to it. You have access to it, either, <laughs> right? All right. Um, the Omen, the Executioner, these are the things on Patreon where you get to nominate in the Omen. Everybody gets to nominate a movie, and then the fucking tier two and up gets to vote on which movie that we watch one week uh, out of the month, and we have no say. As long as it's a horror movie and it's something the three of us haven't done before. Does it have to be a horror movie? Yes. That's why The Shape of Water can't be nominated. Uh, We're going to cover The Shape of Water on this show one day. It's inevitable. One day. Yeah. I was working with Greg on something, but I guess that's shot. (laughs) What do you mean? Uh Uh-oh. We're going to try and get Mikey to watch Barbie. Oh. Oh, It's a horror movie. It counts. (laughs) Ain't no damn horror movie. Mikey is just like Antichrist. They're practically the same. <laughs> there is no way anybody <laughs> fucked Barbie and Annie Christ like that lady. There's no way. <laughs> I will. I will say this, Mikey. Um, it's not as graphic as Antichrist. I didn't understand Antichrist, so the messages might be exactly the same. I it covers know. the same themes. <laughs> um, I don't remember Barbie being afraid of grass, but possibly she was. It's it's in there. You've got to watch it. We'll we'll cover it. It's fine. You cannot go conspiring with the patrons. About what movies we pick. Cat, this is a violation. I got in trouble for something around this area once before, and I didn't even do it. Yeah, but it was Barbie. I don't give a yeah. fuck what it is. You can't conspire with that. It doesn't matter. <laughs> the whole world, Mikey, is conspiring to get you to watch Barbie. I'm going to slip I'm gonna slip by our Chris something. Uh, we'll get him some movie. Oh, well, he ain't going to do shit for me. That's a bad example. You get the point, though, man. <laughs> Come on. Well, Kat was conspiring with Chris apparently on his nomination this this month. Yeah, what the fuck is going on? I got <laughs> I, I had to watch Velocipaster over some shit like that. All right, <laughs> uh-huh. that's a good movie. You got to watch Velocipaster because of some to. shit. Yeah, there's a difference. And also, all I did was confirm the name of a couple movies for Chris. I don't think you can do that. I don't know why, but I, I just don't like it. <laughs> 
I had to watch Velocipaster. I would love to go back into a time of my life where I didn't see that movie. And the the other quote unquote conspiring that I'm being accused of right now, I, I want it on the record, has been very public. Uh, Chris has been threatening a movie that I've been saying, yes, let's watch it publicly every time he suggests it. I was very disappointed it did not win this week and I was uh, like accused of conspiring, yeah, that, which I don't that, think is fair. Yeah, that that you didn't do nothing then. I'm allowed to have favorites. Yeah, all oh, I did yeah, was say, true. hey, Greg, Mike won't watch Barbie. You should nominate it. That's not really <laughs> a violation. <laughs> order to violate. Yes, that is, you can't do that. I think it's allowed. <laughs> mm, it's an Oscar-nominated movie, Mikey. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. The, the first movie that wasn't actually nominated this week, Nesto, he put up Slumber from 2017. I don't know what the fuck that is. Nesto with this shit, man. He finds these things. I don't know what they are. I feel like I've seen Slumber, but I don't remember it. The sleep doctor tries to protect a family from a demon that feeds on people in their nightmare. Maybe I have not seen Slumber. I have not seen Slumber. We're also now to where I wait with Nesto. We're at a point where <laughs> I just wait and wait and wait. Uh, Always. <laughs> I know. This is torture, man. Greg. Oh, uh, friend of the show, Greg. Kick him in the dick. Put a friendly friend from 1986. I haven't seen. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> friendly friend. His <laughs> deadly friend from 1986. I was going to say, friendly, friendly friend. friend sounds amazing. We've got to watch whatever that is. If we can watch friendly friend, we can watch Barbie. Yeah. yeah hey, hang like on. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Deadly friend is a Wes Craven movie. I have not seen it, but um, I've heard that it's good. Right. Of course it's good. It's Wes Craven. That's a fair point. I can't argue that. Yeah, Vampire in Brooklyn. Okay. Oh, okay. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking musical that he did. Music of the heart or whatever. All right. Next pick is from Tasha. Funny games. 2007. Rob, <laughs> Damn it, Tasha. <laughs> I don't know what your problem is with me, but I will remind you. Cat is the one who accused you of voting for Dave Batista, <laughs> not me. Maybe uh, point those shots in that direction for a little bit. Leave me alone. You potato thief. <laughs> uh, that, I, she, Tasha's determined. To get us to You're the one that keeps movie. calling her a dirty potato thief. <laughs> well, and we should be best <laughs> friends. I'm drinking vodka, which is made from potatoes. Practically, the, did you it. give it to Tasha? No. <laughs> she might consider you a rival. Maybe. I didn't steal it either. I paid for it. Should have stole it. That'd have been the movie. Should have. <laughs> Should have stole it. <laughs> uh, next movie is from IR Chris. Hell of a deal. Hell of a deal. Uh, and it's I don't even know if I Gaio. Tokyo Fish Attack from 2012. Chris. Go to one. <laughs> Why? Gaio Tokyo Fish Attack. Yeah, I got to see this shit. Um, yeah, you do. I, that's what I've been saying. Oh, Chris. <laughs> We've all got to see this shit. Rob, do something, please. <laughs> I didn't do anything. This is You guys brought this on, not me. Well, no, you did this, but I'm saying do something to stop it. Look at this shit, man. I can't stop it. It's a shark movie cartoon. I might die. <laughs> I don't know if I'll make it through that one, man. This is what we're doing here. I don't know. And Kat wants to see it. You might get messages from me midweek going, I ain't watching that. 
We had that discussion months before. I will admit that was if we were giving a slashy for the most fucking annoying and frustrating bit, that was the one that would have won. That was so annoying to deal with you that week. <laughs> we did not know if you were really going to not watch that damn movie. Not watching it. We were taking that. And the annoying part was only kept up. I'm not watching it. <laughs> you were like, you have to. And I'm like, no, I don't. I don't have to do anything. <sighs> Next up is from Leah. And I'm not Leo. Leah. Yeah, damn it, Leah. Why? Leah, why? Bride of the Killer Pinata from Twelve. Yes, Leah. 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 I might be coming around on you. <laughs> now I have not seen Bride of the Killer Pinata. I have seen Killer Pinata. Yeah. And it's a doozy. I think that uh Mikey would uh would really I think it, it puts a bit of a burden on him because he would have to watch the original before he could watch the sequel. He wouldn't understand what's going on. Oh, yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. This uh, the synopsis starts off with the line, a sequel to the horror comedy beloved by hundreds. <laughs> <laughs> a decade after surviving the killer pinata, a struggling wife and mom must rally the crew one last time to save her family, friends, and the suburbs. I mean, that doesn't sound good, Mikey. And the suburbs, Mikey. That sounds awful. The suburbs are in danger. That's right. And it's this it, the original movie's beloved by hundreds. Hundreds. That is enough to win a best filmmaker award in Pittsburgh. It is. Come on. <laughs> <sighs> Who made it? Did that guy make it? No. Oh no. So. Even Trim Tramatana? I don't know how the fuck you say his name. When you said Steven for a second, I thought it was the same guy. <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. All right. Well, the winner of the paper this month is Will. Thrill me. With Freddy vs. Jason. Look at Will stepping up with a big win. First of the year. First one of the year. And you know Most what? I was really disappointed that we weren't watching an animated fish movie. But this is a good way to kick off the year. I Good pick. Solid choice. Fun time. Looking forward to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is a really big movie. We'll build up to the animated fish movie. <laughs> God, and Bride of the Killer Pinata. Yeah, I don't win here. Th this is my win, Fred <laughs> vs. Jason. Like, this was and Barbie. Yeah. And Barbie. Yeah, it's a horror movie. So Freddy vs. Jason is hard for. I like this movie a lot, but I wish it was a very different movie. I say it all the time. This movie was like a, a Marvel superhero movie with Freddy and Jason. And I wish it would have had a darker tone, but oh. it didn't. And you know what? I, I still like what we got. We, we got Freddy versus Jason and it was dope as shit. That's my overview of this. thing. I have a lot of um, like respect in a weird way for Freddy versus Jason. This was a very impactful movie in my like horror career because when I had first started watching horror movies, like I was just kind of randomly getting my hands on whatever horror movies I could and watching them and that meant a lot of like pressure on my parents. It meant a lot of uh bargaining to stay up late to watch movies. There were a lot of one-offs like for the most part. Um, because it was like, it was such an uphill battle 
you know? So I, I had been watching mostly things that were single horror movies at the time. I know that people listening to this are going to like not remember what that time was like, because everything has a sequel and a reboot and like six installations now, but there were a lot of low budget horror movies at the blockbuster. Uh, <laughs> Freddy versus Jason, because I wanted to like the previews were out for it. I wanted to see this so bad, so incredibly bad that I actually, and because I wanted to be prepared for it. This was what got me into horror franchises because it was like, if I'm going to watch Freddy versus Jason, uh, which looks amazing, I've got to watch all the Nightmare on Elm Streets. I've got to get through all the Friday the 13th, which was a pain in the ass because they were never like, they never had the whole series in, you know, <laughs> had to like wait until I was allowed to pick a horror movie and they had the next installation in at a time. But like I got it done and it it made me it, kind of a more well-rounded horror fan because after that it was easy to, you know, I was in the habit of watching series and filled out Halloween and I I really this one just has such a special place in my heart. Um it was weird to go back when we were doing the rankings and see how silly it was because I took it so seriously like when it came out and it's not it's not that serious of a film but it's a fun time still like it holds up I think better than than a lot of them and it it really is it's just fun it's just like a cinematically fun time yeah cat's a child um <laughs> this movie came out uh, just a few days after my 27th birthday I remember Seeing it in the theater, uh, opening night, dragging my uh, my ex ex wife uh, girlfriend then we weren't even married yet to the theater to see this movie. Um, packed theater. We lived in West Virginia at the time, oh. and uh, she was miserable being there. But I had the time of my life in this movie, and I embarrassed the shit out of her because this this theater was jam packed. <laughs> and there were people in there watching this like it was like high art or something. And I was laughing my ass off and she was so <laughs> embarrassed. But it's this is a very uh, it's just a lot of fun. This movie, it's exactly what I expect, um, what I expected when I heard there was a Freddy versus Jason movie. I knew it wasn't going to be overly serious. I knew it wasn't going to be super dark at this point. That's not what those characters were. And it was exactly what I expected it to be. I, I really had a great time watching this movie then, and I still have a great time watching this movie every time I put it on. Doesn't a no part of you wishes it was darker and more serious? No, because it would be stupid. But it, it would if, if they be. tried to do that, it would be a bad movie. You made a Marvel comparison. I feel like if they had tried to make it dark and gritty, it it, it would be more like a DC movie, and yes. nobody wants that. But that's the thing. I want a good DC movie. <laughs> but you don't get that. You get I a know. DC no. movie. <laughs> but, but there's, with these characters, there's no way they can't make it good. Well. It would just take they, some work. They would have ruined it, Mike. It would not have been good. It In 2003, that is not what these characters were. We had just come off that's Jason true. X. <laughs> yeah. That is true. But, but I, and that's the, like, but that's when they were dying. You know, like that's when it was over. This it would have been nice to get back to those, and that—that's what I was hoping for. Don't kid yourself. This movie brought them back oh, oh, in did. a big way. This movie did huge box office for a horror movie at the time. It was Freddy vs. Jason. 
Yeah. There, there was no way it could fail. Even if it sucked, it was going to be a success. You know, like it was just, it, it was one of those, we've been wanting it since Jason Goes to Hell. You know, like they, this was the movie everybody wanted. And that, that's another thing. We finally fucking got it for so long, man. That that <laughs> carrot was dangled in front of us and we finally fucking got it. Yeah. Also, uh, along those lines, real quick, before we get too deep into the movie, I want to mention there's a great book about how this movie finally came together after years of trying. It's called Slash of the Titans, The Road to Freddy versus Jason. I've heard of that. I think you, you've mentioned it before. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. written by a guy named Dustin McNeil, who has teamed up with another author whose name I can't recall off the top of my head. And they've done a number of these kind of books. They did um, two on the Halloween franchise. And one on Chucky um, or the Child's Play movies. They're great. They're well-researched. They do a bunch of interviews and stuff with people. But in that particular book, he does uh, interviews with a lot of the screenwriters who wrote, like, you know, scripts uh, that were rejected ultimately for, for the movie. And goes through all the different iterations and different things that had to come together to finally make the movie happen. It's, it's a really good read. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I want to I give that a, a go. Uh, but yeah, it, it, I I think the the best part of this movie, it, the two best parts, and th this is what you need for a fucking good horror movie, especially in two thousand three. The characters, like Freddy and Jason, the villains, I guess, were incredible. They looked. I'm glad great. you specified the villain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the villain. You know, the two the 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 people getting everybody in the door. You know, like the villain, yeah. the, that attraction. They looked fucking great, and the kills were over the top, and and they they were phenomenal. Those are the two things. And honestly, like this is a very very mainstream horror movie. Mm -hmm. That that's all people give a fuck. The casual fan, that's all they give a fuck about. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they did a good job of sort of. I, I think the story that they put together to bring the two characters together was key in this movie. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I think they did a really good job because they had some wild fucking ideas initially on how to bring these two together. And it would have been real bad. So I, yes, you're a hundred percent right. And, and my thought on this is pretty much like when I watched it, I wasn't overly impressed with how they were brought together. And then retroactively, when I saw like some of the rejected script ideas, I was like, they walked blindfolded successfully through fucking landmines to get here <laughs> like yeah uh, it's a study in um you know just sometimes the simplest solution is the best solution because yeah. i don't think they really they didn't redefine anything or no. go out of their way and do something major they bring these two together it really is the simplest way for them to do it yeah but it mm -hmm. is far and away the best idea that they had what were some of the bad ones, Rob? Um, off the top of my head, I, I don't remember. Um, I do Freddy remember Freddie being Jason's stepfather. Yes. Uh, I yes. think there is was... the one that haunts me for yeah, life. Was, yeah, <laughs> and it was um, it was highly implied, uh, although you wouldn't pick up on it that he had molested Jason and oh, that God he was. Uh, yeah, I mean, there was that kind of stuff. There was um, I, there were a lot of really really bad ones. Yeah. Um, there was one that had something to do with like a cult of Freddy called the Fred heads. Um, the, the, a lot of, a lot of really, really just sort of outlandish oh, ideas. And this was the, 
by far the simplest one for them to do and made the most sense. I'm not, I'm not at all advocating that this should have been a thing, but I think in its own world, Fred head should kind of, that should be a thing. I kind of like Fred head. I don't know why I don't like it for the concept in a movie, but I would, that's a pretty cool name for, you know, like a fandom Fred heads. No, 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 uh, I don't like it. <laughs> Again, not not at all advocating for the movie. <laughs> I'm on the opposite side of this. Like, not for Freddy versus Jason, but I've been saying a lot, cult of goat face, uh, internet cult of Jigsaw, I think is also a thing I've pitched. Um, I would watch a Fred Heads movie. Uh, I, I would watch people scramble around <laughs> uh, unprepared for the consequences of they successfully summon their demon sleep lord. Uh, I'm glad they didn't do it here though I can't stress that enough for this movie the easiest simplest route was the right solution yes because what we've seen when uh, horror movies try to make things too complicated how convoluted and fucked up it gets very quickly yeah well that's what we have sequels for yeah 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 if they do a Freddy versus Jason two today, it can be about Fred heads or whatever, but <laughs> and we didn't need that here. <laughs> no, I don't want Fred heads in the damn movie. I just think, you know, like a Twitter cult of Fred heads would be funny as shit. It would also have Greg in it, which is kind of scary. So yeah, that's, <laughs> I don't know. dude, Freddy versus Jason two would be so fucking cool, but it's been so long. Yeah, I mean, they need I to think figure out nightmare first. That was probably an idea at some point. I'm sure. Oh, I'm yeah. sure um, it was. But you know, eventually, because Freddy versus Jason made money, so of course it was an idea, right? But eventually, you end up with nothing happening with the nightmare franchise, yeah. and then a lawsuit and everything else. They need to figure out nightmare first before they can even consider, because. Who the fuck's playing Freddy? Like that that's a big ass question, you know? Right. Yeah. But as far as this movie went, like that's another thing, man. I was I mentioned it earlier. Freddy, like Robert England looked great. Like this is one of the top tier Freddies. Yeah. And uh, watching it today, I wasn't I wasn't crazy about his look. Really? Yeah, there's something something about it that I didn't quite like. It didn't look quite right to me. It is Kind of, if you watch really closely, it is kind of the uncanny valley version of Freddy, but I don't mind it terribly, you know? Yeah, I'm not I think I think the best way to describe it is that the Freddy design in this movie matches the energy of the Jason design in a very satisfying way. And that was my other point. Man, th- this might be my favorite appearance, Jason. Nah, seven. Looks better. Mm, that again it, it's up Seven looks pretty cool and you know what i throw a lot of shade i do kind of like random seawater monster jason from eight <laughs> dude eight was eight was really good i'm telling there's a lot of them this is like top three for me easy though maybe ah yeah seven might be the, the as i've always said was the best but I don't know, this one's up there, man. He's just such a big motherfucker. He's big. The mask looked cool. Like, it was the perfect mask. And you know what I really liked? And again, it's kind of the pairing. They did a really good job. This is my biggest, like, praise of the movie, I think, is that 
it was so consistent the kind of the power struggle between freddie and jason like it just it made sense it was fun to watch i had a lot more fun watching jason beat up freddie than i did have like watching teenagers beat up freddie you know <laughs> like it felt like a fight it still felt like they were both scary motherfuckers it, it wasn't necessarily like oh man i wish this guy were better at fighting <laughs> as a horror villain you know like because i don't want to fight jason i don't want to fight someone that big right yeah and it and it makes sense in that situation where it's not against teenagers for Freddy to feel more like a scrappy underdog, you know, like and and still be scary. Yeah, there's there's points in in the film where he is, and and then uh, like I I feel like once they bring him out of the dream world to fight Jason in the real world, it's a ridiculously like lopsided fight. <laughs> or, or at least a matchup. I guess Freddie does his a decent job holding his own in those scenes, but it it, it feels a little unbelievable to me. It, and, and it's hard to because nobody should be able to see Jason, you know. And and I, I feel like they balance that decent decently well, where it was mostly Freddie getting his ass whooped, but his moments that he had were big, you know. Like he had the those steel like rod things like his moments were big that he had and mm -hmm. that's what i'm saying like because you see the matchup and you're like oh freddie's gonna get the shit kicked out of him right, which yeah. he does but like he gets just enough solid shots that you feel like maybe somehow by a stretch he could do this you know right. and and i think that's the good power matching for the two villains that they have. Yeah, because Freddie is much smarter than Jason, right? I mean, a rock <laughs> is smarter than Jason. Um, <laughs> and so, and he, he is able to use that. So he does the thing with like the rods and also like those just tanks of whatever they are that are just <laughs> laying around. I don't know what the fuck those were, but he shoots those like torpedoes or whatever. I mean, you know, he, he does enough to make it interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, kind of I, I use the term realistic but like how you would think it would go like he's not going to overpower jason and that's always been the problem it's not like you know michael myers versus jason where you know myers has like almost superhuman strength to where you can kind of see it be more even freddie don't have that you know but that that was what everyone wanted and how do you do it and dude, this movie had a lot of question marks that you don't really look at on the surface of it that they had to answer and figure out and make function on screen. And they, they did a hell of a job for it to be yeah, as clean did. as it is, even though like, it's not what I wanted out of it for it to be as clean as it is, is incredible. <laughs> they were able to pull that off. Yeah. And you know, like it had a little bit of, it had what's her Kelly rolling in it. I thought she was, for a character that's in there just for her name, ultimately, I think she did pretty well. I don't think the acting was terrible. I don't think any of the acting was good. <laughs> no, but it wasn't terrible, right? I mean, it it, it didn't matter. It doesn't matter. No, you doesn't. don't go to a slasher movie for the fucking acting. I mean, because I have notes throughout that I took throughout the movie that are like this dialogue. What the fuck? I mean, it's just stupid. That's most of my notes. I yeah. really passionately. And it's one of those things where I didn't knock any points off of it for this, no. because until I was sitting here taking notes, 
it never once bothered me. But most of my notes were nitpicks about the dialogue because mm-hmm. when you have to think critically about a movie to like come talk about it on a podcast, you notice stuff like that where you're thinking about like, what could I say? And then you're like, God, this dialogue's terrible. But usually I've seen this movie you know, like a dozen times. And I don't think I've ever been sitting there like, man, the dialogue really takes me out of Freddy versus Jason. Like it's just never happened. No. Yeah. It that's that's the whole thing, right? And also I say the acting's bad, but it does run into that thing that we've run into in the past where it's like, is the acting, the acting bad, bad or, or is the, the script? Is <laughs> the dialogue just awful? Because they you know, at some point when you give people terrible dialogue, there's no line read that's gonna make it sound good. No, no. And and so I don't know. But again, these are things that I noticed watching it this time. And but who cares? That's not why you're there. No. They brought back a couple like fun uh, Easter eggs for fans of the fan for fans of the franchise. And then they just kind of were like, you know, the plot is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's never going to be clean. You know, it's like it's just. It you're bringing two different characters from different franchises and different worlds and different styles and you have to put them together. Uh, I and and the movie was fucking fun too, man. Like it was a really good time. It had the stone, the wannabe J Muse in there, and, no. and that <laughs> I hate that guy. Two very different reactions right off the bat. <laughs> I hate that guy so much. Seriously, they do not need that guy. That I do blame. That is a big knock on this film for me. It's fucking annoying. I didn't like that he was a wannabe Jamie. Like it was blatant. I mean, I don't care about the character. I didn't quite hate him that much. Like that, like Rob does. <laughs> he's just stupid. He is. A, he's a stoner. Yeah, he is an idiot. But I, I was just. But it's not. Here's the thing. It's not stoner. It's not realistic stoner. It's, it's over the top. Look how goofy I am stoner. And I don't find that shit funny. I think it's just stupid. Yeah. yeah he's no Marty from Kevin in the Woods. Rob's no, that's another character. guy that I didn't care for. Either. I wanted to kick him in the dick. Well, you got to make me my one ready for it, man. Ghostface <laughs> in the dick. Uh, oh, I, I thought you were. <laughs> when you said get one ready, I thought you were going to say kick him in the <laughs> I thought it. you were talking about bleeps. No, I'm too drunk. I didn't even think about. <laughs> I don't believe that. I, I was I was wasn't bringing him up more so for the character. It was just really for the scene with the little fucking demon. The Freddy Pillar. Yeah, man, that thing was cool as fuck. <laughs> that thing was fucking dumb. You're right. I knew. I knew that was the last God. note that I took because while I was trying to figure out um like the Portnoy and wrap up my thoughts and stuff, I was trying to figure out where you guys were gonna land. I I came up with no guesses. I don't even know where I land. I I did not officially write down a portnoy for this yet but while i was predicting while i was making predictions for the show i wrote down rob is gonna hate freddie pillar because i fucking knew the note that i wrote was why is freddie now a slug creature from jason goes to hell 
He's a Freddy pillar. It's for the stoner character. It's an Alice in Wonderland thing. It's fucking dumb. It's a Freddy pillar. He's great. It's still, I don't care. You can say the name of it over and over again. It's still going to be fucking stupid at the end of the day. It's fantastic. Yeah, I think it look cool, man. No. I mean, we've seen Freddy transform into shit before. It's not like it was a stretch. I thought it was really cool that they put that back in there. So that's another thing, though. Speaking of that, yes, we have seen Freddy turn into shit before. And it's always looked good before. The CGI in this looks like shit. It was 20, it was 2003 CGI. That is true. Yeah, I know. But we've talked about this before. Fucking Jurassic Park came out before this did. You're right. Don't want to hear about it. Well, it also didn't have as much money as Jurassic Park, let's be fair. (laughs) Yeah, but I still don't want to hear about it. Here's here's what saved it for me, though, is that the design was cool. It was. Like, it's not like, it's bad CGI, but it's not careless CGI. You can tell that someone designed the Freddy pillar. Yeah, but it's still stupid. No. (laughs) Yeah, it was dumb. I hated that when it went in his mouth. I fucking knew it. Fucking dumb. (laughs) We We don't need that stupid. Rob hates fun. (laughs) <laughs> I, see then you you walk in I feel like it had to have shit like that in there or it had to be a straight up horror movie and and they, this is what a mainstream and for good and bad but this is what a mainstream Freddy Krueger movie looks like in 2000 this is just what they're going to do to it and I, I don't think like if you compare it to what they did with Freddy in the remake as far as you know how he functioned as a villain compared to what we know of Freddy Krueger. Dude, I like that they have the transformation in there. No, stupid. God damn. I tried I knew that. it. I no, knew the, it. the Freddy pillar was dumb. I did not like that. Um, <laughs> you talk about Freddy like <laughs> what they're going to do with a movie in 2003. Uh, boy, the, the color grading in this movie lost its oh, goddamn boy. mind, didn't it? Yeah. This is... This is a 2003 movie aggressively in the color yes. grading. <laughs> yes, I hate that shit anyway. From It's one of the things that drives me nuts about these early to mid 2000s movies, maybe even to the late 2000s with the fucking, you know, the color palette and stuff and how they overdo it in this movie. Jesus Christ. It's all over the place. Notice about that because we've talked about the early 2000s color palette before, and sometimes it really bothers me. But I have an overall positive impression of it. I've noticed that the line is that like movies that were coming out that were new franchises in the 2000s, the color grading doesn't bother me because it's Mm -hmm. like of the time and and it's fine. You know, it's an aesthetic that it just I, I grew up with and it's fine. When I see it in like 2000s installations of other franchises that did not start in the 2000s, it drives me up the wall. (laughs) Like, it bothered me more in this than it has in in anything, I think, since um, the, uh, oh God, what was it? Uh, Last House on the Left remake, the color grading in that Mm -hmm. drove me crazy, too. Yeah, it's by far the (laughs) least bad thing about that movie, though. I don't think it was. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, now the color grading, it, it drove me nuts. I mean, and it changes all over the place. Like it's red and then they go to the blues and oh my God. It was way too much in this. Yeah. And again, that doesn't bother me all the time. Like, but yeah, yeah I didn't need it in a Freddy movie or a Jason movie. <laughs> uh, Mikey, I have to ask. Mm-hmm. After you've seen the opening of this movie, how can you deny that Freddy is still not a kitty diddler? How? How is it even possible? He's not a kitty diddler. How? Because <laughs> he didn't do it. That's what he you killed don't know. the kids. 
that no, I don't think he did. He did. I so this is kind of an old story. I'm pretty sure we talked about it. Um, like back when Mr. Cat's boyfriend watched this for the first time. First of all, um, I can't believe we made it this far into the episode and I didn't bring him up. This is his favorite movie. Not bad. Like, he fucking uh, loves time? Freddy. Yeah, he's like ever. He, very possibly ever. He has got, he seen the shape of water. He oh, hasn't God, seen the shape of water. Uh, he was so excited by Freddy versus Jason. He thought this was it's his favorite Friday the Thirteenth. It's his favorite Nightmare on Elm Street. He had a ton of fun with this movie, mm-hmm. but we're like five minutes into this uh, for the first time we were watching it. He has not formed this like it's my favorite movie opinion yet. He pauses it right, and he looks over and he's like. How does Mikey not know he's a kitty diddler? <laughs> he's not a kitty diddler. He's he was a kitty murderer. It's I. It's pretty obvious in this one, Mikey. Yeah, come on, Mikey. No, it's not. It is. How? No. Yeah. How? Yeah. It's it's right. He even says before I was naughty. Then they killed me, and that's when the fun began. Okay. You can't say the word naughty. No, sure you can. That, that, no, and the way he licks that picture of the girl. Oh, come on, I'd always seen it as him just being creepy and fucking. You know, no, he's okay, being but creepy. why is it creepy? <laughs> because <laughs> use critical thought for one second. Why is it creepy to lick things? Because it's fucking <laughs> nasty and weird. The fuck. <laughs> If he licked a picture of an adult, it'd be it, it'd be creepy too. Because of the sexual connotations no, of that. Because of the it's gross. creepy. It's just nasty. You don't yeah. Have somebody walk up to you and lick you. You lose your damn mind. No, Mikey, it's remember that hockey player that was licking people on the opposing team? <laughs> what? No. Yeah, it was a hockey player. I can't remember who it was, but he would just skate up next by him, like in a break in the action or whatever, and just lick him on the face and skate away. And they let him do that shit? No, the NHL finally passed a man to make a rule saying you could not lick the opponent. <laughs> so that means he got called into the headquarters and he was like, not in the rules. Yep. Well, not in the rules. Well, I'm not doing nothing wrong. Yeah. That's hockey's the greatest. They just fuck with each other all the time, fucking fighting and shit. That would cause a fight. Yeah, that absolutely that's the grounds of getting your ass whooped for sure. <laughs> And you should let of him do it. Of all the people I would not want to piss off by licking, I feel like hockey player would be like top of that list. Not taking that chance. Uh, also, I want to point out when I point when I said that about the licking, you said what? Like I was being the crazy one here. <laughs> yeah, Mikey, it's it's honestly it's plain as day. He does everything but say, and then I diddled him, kid. <laughs> no, I always just looked at it as him being fucking like just. Creepy, nasty, and weird. That's it. And look at him. Leave him alone. You're like, I can't even hit my Freddy button because you ruined it. <laughs> you know what? Fine, I'll just hit this one instead. Hope you that happen. doesn't even have anything to do with what we're talking about. Come no, on. It doesn't. <laughs> All right, here, fine. Happy now? All right, there you go. All right. But no, he's clearly a kitty diddler from from Jump Street, and we all knew that anyway. I mean, it's implied in the first movie. Yeah. No, it's not. God, damn, we're not having a discussion. <laughs> this will be a whole okay, episode you know, in itself. It, no, we are. We're diddler going to have this discussion. Because, <laughs> because 
what implies it in the first movie is when he starts licking Nancy. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's... and they were like, there are still some people that haven't gotten the context that Freddy's a kitty diddler, so we better let him lick a picture of kids. <laughs> like, yeah, they well, amped it up for this one. I never thought of him licking Nancy as sexual. That never entered my mind. I think this is more of a you guys thing. It's freaking weird. I wouldn't even <laughs> want to think of somebody like. But uh, here's the biggest. I don't think qu- we want to. No, <laughs> I think it's I just, just there. It's, it's right there. It never entered my mind. I was perfectly fine throughout life never thinking that. But the the biggest question of this movie though is, who won? A lot of people uh, say Jason. What do you think? Well, he is holding his head. Um, but it it it's the the answer is there is no answer and that's exactly what they wanted because i think they had intended they to make to build more. it up to a sequel yeah yeah and and even if they didn't want to build it up to a sequel they didn't want to hurt the either franchise by having their villain the loser right yeah so i i don't think that really they're it doesn't really make sense the ending but i think that it, it, that's intentional yeah i I do wonder because like the wink and stuff, it's like maybe this was all part of the plan so that Jason could, you know, kill more people for Freddy to gain more supernatural hell powers or whatever. Like it feels very intentional, Mm -hmm. which again, it was, you know, they wanted it to be a draw. Yeah. But yeah, so I don't know because you can like, like Jason is holding his head, but then Freddie winks. So then it's like, are they in the dream world when that happens? Are they not? How the fuck would they get in the dream world? Because, you know, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. And I have said this before. I said it when we were doing our first bracket um, that like that Jason beats Freddie. I feel like that's kind of based off of the information we have. That's kind of the context that we have to take away from this where it's like jason is currently the winner you know yeah. freddie oh. might have a matter like a master strategy but we never got to see it he's the one decapitated i feel like jason kind of wins this round if not the war yeah also cat you're not allowed to talk about the things you said about jason treating our first murder madness i did though <laughs> but you're not allowed to do that just so you know because you remember what you did yeah yeah i always looked <laughs> at it as it, it just wasn't over yet because I've heard the dream uh, world thing, because, you know, there's bodies in the way. It looked like it very well could have been a dream world. You know, I, I don't know how that happens. but And keep in mind, too, even if you're just looking at it as what happened in the movie, you can't continue, has to be a win or whatever. Jason had a lot of help. Freddy had him, you know, and the kids are setting. They, they, they were helping him a lot. Yeah. So. I, I don't know. You know. I To me, that's. I. I I haven't spent a lot of time thinking about that because it's not an important part of the movie to me, to be honest with you. Like it just, that's, it doesn't really matter to me. Uh, here's the thing that I wonder about. I wondered about it a lot on the rewatch today. If I were those kids, I, I'm not saying that like, I, because I understand they have the personal connection to Freddie. Um, and Freddie poses a bigger threat to them personally. Uh, they understand that threat a little bit better than they do Jason, who's kind of like a new player in the situation to them. Um, that being said, I would have dropped Jason the fuck off and left. Like, yeah. I'm not hanging around to see who wins. I'm not helping Jason. I'm out of there. I'll hope that Jason wins so that Freddie doesn't come back. But goddamn, 
That's it. <laughs> they want to make sure that Freddie's not going to come back and diddle them. Because remember, they're all underage. So they're in high school. <laughs> I'll fuck you up, I swear to God. <laughs> so let's talk about what I think is the great sin of this movie. Okay. Uh, and the one thing that drives me absolutely insane every single time I watch the movie, it is, I think I've settled on a Portnoy for this movie. And we'll oh, get to that okay. when we get to it, because it's very difficult to score this film. It was. But the 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 loss of points is largely contributed to this one thing that I find so egregious. Okay. Jason Voorhees is not afraid of water. Yeah. And they present it in this movie as if that's just the lore and we all know that he's afraid of water. They do. But we have seen multiple times throughout the Friday the 13th franchise of him voluntarily entering the water to get people. He's not afraid of water. Yeah, they, I didn't like that. I, I seen how they made it make sense for what they're doing. Like, I, I could see you get there, but the unfortunate part of that is we have a bunch of other movies to, you know, point to. Right. It's like, it, well, if you did at it the early. End of this movie, he's holding Freddy's head and walking through walking, the water. Right. Through the water. Yeah. The part that really gets me is that, first of all, Freddie doesn't always use things that people are afraid of. Like very often we've seen him use uh, things that people love and, and twist them around on them. And there's such an easy one for Jason because everyone has tricked Jason into thinking, uh, into remembering his mom. Like it's not hard to trick Jason into remembering right. uh, his mom. That would have been, and I think the only thing I can think of for this is that they thought it would be too silly if Freddie were Mrs. Voorhees for a while. Yeah. Well, he does the thing at the beginning. He do he does. He he yeah. like plays with it. But it's like I, I think they thought it would be too silly as like a full fear sequence. But I wish that they had tried it instead of giving us the water thing. Because yeah. it just it makes a lot more sense for Jason's character, I think. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. And also how is he able to run his finger knife thing right into Jason's temple and not kill him? Because he's Jason. That's the question. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't make sense, right? He would die. I mean, <laughs> would he? Oh, no. he's Jason. <laughs> no, nobody's nobody's done it before. We don't know what'll work. But yeah, I I don't know. I, that that is to me though the the absolute most egregious thing. I have I have other little complaints, but that one always drives me nuts. I do think there are some like uncompleted ideas in this movie. Like you said, he they played with the idea of uh freddie and in being his mom yeah they also play with this idea at one point of freddie dying by fire and jason dying by water she says like how can we use that then it never really comes up again it's just completely really useless line yeah. <laughs> like what is that <laughs> why why put that in the script yeah yeah they, and keep in mind too uh, a big i i think one of the biggest contributing factors to it ending up the way it did and kind of loose ends with shit like that. Ronnie, you is not a horror fan. The director of this movie. Yeah. So I don't like, he didn't care, you know, any, I mean, I'm sure he cared to a degree, but like it didn't, uh, there was no lore change or usage that would affect him in making a proper decision and not put certain shit like that in the movie. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, he was looking at it more of like a what is going to be a, a good story that kind right. of plays off of the elements that we know. This water. guy drowned, this guy, right. you know, and visually it's going to be really appealing. I, I don't I think it would have been different if there had been a Freddy and Jason fan in there right. being yeah. like, what are the you know, what is Jason actually afraid of? What can influence him? You know, right. Yeah. But but I still don't understand. Like you say, Freddy died by fire. Jason died by water. How can we use that? And then you don't use it at all. I mean, Ronnie, you didn't write the script. Yeah, but That's- if but if he wanted certain shit out of there, I'm sure. Or at least the the, I I don't know exactly what the fuck directors do. I'm sure it varies a lot depending on the project. But you know, he did not write the script. (laughs) No, he didn't. I mean, I guess they kind of again flirt with the idea because they are on a dock which is surrounded by water, and they do set that dock on fire. They try, but it's I don't know. I, I it just seems so odd because that line stands out when you're watching the movie. It stands out as something important. Because you do think that they are going to use that. Yeah. And then it's just completely disregarded. (laughs) It never comes up again. Like, okay, that's just weird. (laughs) It's, it's Chekhov's gun. If nobody picks up Chekhov's gun, you know what I mean? It's just strange. (laughs) Yeah. Um, other than that, I've got mostly just a bunch of little complaints. Like I've never seen a bud that folds up like that. What the fuck is that? Dude, that kill was cool as fuck though. It's a cool kill and everything. I get it, but it's like, what why why does the bed do that? He did it. It's not supposed to. He did it. No, he doesn't do anything. He just sort of <laughs> it's like he flips a lever and it just folds on half. It's weird. He like squished it in half. He stabbed him and squished it in. I don't think up. he does. I think he literally reaches down and pushes a button and the bed just does that. <laughs> he doesn't. He does, but it's a magical nightmare button. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's just really weird. Um, When they're in the hospital and they see all those people who are in comas, why would her boyfriend be like, well, your dad signed all these papers? Like, dude, shut up. Why are you telling her that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it just doesn't make any sense. The guy feels like he's a fucking asshole or something. Like, what's going on? Um, but those are mostly little complaints. Um, I, I mentioned the, the greatest sin of this movie. I will mention the greatest thing about this movie. And that is Jason on fire in a cornfield is one yes. of the coolest yes. Jason moments ever. Yeah. So I, I thought about that a lot because it's like, it felt almost like an unJason like moment, but I didn't mind it because yeah. it looked so fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. It's just fucking amazing. It's, it's, one it's of so the most well iconic shot. Jason moments. I put it up there with like him standing on top of the turned over RV in six. Yeah. You know, just super cool fucking moments with Jason. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, mostly what I had for this movie, though. Just a lot of little nitpicky complaints. One big one that, that threw me off. And then. Yeah, fair enough. We're going to do reviews, facts and stuff. Yeah. Um, okay, so the score for this, um, where did my tabs, oh, I had the other tabs up for the game. I was like, where did they go? So starting with Rotten Tomatoes, we have our official tomato meter. This did not fare particularly well. It's got a 42% with an audience score of 50%. (laughs) Rob, I... I, do you agree? I feel like that's the biggest shocker that we've had on meters. 
I think the audience score is a bit shocking, not the critic score. The critic uh, score, yeah. That's not yeah. a shocking thing for me at all. And that's when we get into Portnoy, that's what I was going to talk about is like, this is a very hard movie for me to score because when we talk a lot about like how much does our personal taste versus like our critical opinion of a movie factor into our Portnoy score. And typically my critical opinion factors in a little more than my personal opinion. If I did that for this movie, it would not score well. It's not a good movie, critically speaking. Um, but I enjoy the shit out of it, and it's a lot of fun. So uh, I had a lot of trouble landing on a number I think I finally have. Um, so no, I'm not I'm not shocked that critics didn't like it. The audience score being at 50%, that feels a little low. I would have thought audiences would have generally had a better time with this movie than that. I will respond to that when we get to Portland. Uh-oh, okay. Uh, well. The IMDb users were a little bit kinder to it, but not much. It's a 5.7 out of 10 on IMDb. Yeah. Um, I, I got two reviews up for us. Usually I choose a good one and a bad one. Uh, this, this week, uh, uh, looking at all the reviews for Freddy versus Jason, I went a different route. I chose a short one and a long one. They're both middling reviews middling to positive reviews of this movie um that i thought we would fight about i just wanted us to fight so uh i chose violence for the imdb reviews doesn't sound right uh mostly i think in this first one mikey's gonna fight me for pulling this specific review (laughs) but it's gonna be worth it uh here we have a seven out of ten surprisingly good I thought that Jason and Freddy were fossils of the 80s. I was wrong. (laughs) This movie works well. I liked it better than the overrated Scream movies. Oh, God. Freddy and Jason made a great team. This is an exciting Mm. movie with two cult figures meeting on screen for the first time. Very satisfying. Seven out of ten. All right. I don't have have a problem with any of that. Not even the fossils of the 80s. I mean, you know, whatever. Fucking children. They don't know shit. (laughs) I mean, this is better than Scream, right? No. (laughs) (laughs) So you're saying that your favorite franchise is is Scream. You like Scream more than Freddy. I didn't say that. Mm -hmm. That's what I heard. (laughs) Look, I had to pick a side, Mikey, and I did like a man. You need to pick a side soon. Nobody made you do that. Did that all on your own. (laughs) Respect my time, goddammit. Like I, it's do I think this is better than the Scream movies? No, I mean it's better than some Scream movies. Better than Scream Three, but Scream Four, yeah, um, or possibly Scream Six. Um, so it's better than half the Scream movies. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But it's not better than you know Scream. I mean, come on. Um, but I do think that uh, some. I agree with a lot of the other stuff they said in there, though. I I think that you know they're right. It's a fun movie. Be shitting on Freddy versus Jason? Shitting on you. Oh. <laughs> That's fine. Just don't shit on Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> Just not Freddy versus Jason. Um, okay, so our other review. This guy is excited about Freddy versus Jason, and we'll cycle back around to his score um at the end of this. Uh it is titled, it won best title for review. Also, usually I have a separate category for that, but mm-hmm. I, I was really impressed with this guy. Um 
a dream come true, exclamation point. And then in parentheses and all capital letters, exclamation mark. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. He didn't want us to miss that. Yeah. Um, I, and he touches on a lot of the points, uh, that we touched through. I, I'm probably going to end up skimming through a little bit of the middle here, but, uh, I think I had never felt like this before when I walked into the cinema, it was an absolute dream come true for me. I had prepared for over a year for this film, this once in a lifetime event. I had chased every picture, every piece of scoop I could find about this movie on the internet. It was very painful when Freddy vs. Jason was finally released in June in the U.S., and I still had to wait until November, until the film saw its theatrical release in Vienna, where I live. Came out August in the U.S., by the way. Uh, no. I'm sure this guy's not wrong. He followed every piece of scoop. (laughs) Um, yesterday, the big day had come. Is there a way... So, um, yeah, yesterday... The big day had come. Is there a way that a movie that's been so hyped by myself can still live up to my expectations? Abso-freaking-lutely. Wow! <laughs> Exclamation point. Freddy versus Jason is unbelievable. What sounds like a loony's idea, parentheses, <laughs> to be honest, diehard Freddy and Jason fans like myself are mostly loonies, was made into a kick-ass flick for a white audience. Bring along your kids, bring along your grandparents, and enjoy the roller coaster ride that is Freddy versus Jason. When I heard that Ronnie Yu was going to be the director for the project, I checked out two of his previous movies, 51st State and Bride of Chucky. I wasn't exactly blown away. These movies were okay, but they're nowhere near as good as I wanted for Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> Well, I have to apologize to you, Mr. Yu. Not only did he revive both franchises like no one could have expected possible, but he also managed to combine the two and make it and not make it absolutely ridiculous. Um, And then uh, he goes on for quite some time. This is the longest review we've had on the show. Yeah, this guy, um, he's having a lot of fun writing this review. He's having so much yeah. fun. He hits on a lot of the same points that we've already talked about. Um. A, a couple of highlights. He he does talk about how the dialogue has to be campy because that's what people expect of Freddie and Jason at this point in the franchises. He uses the term booby goddess playing the main character. Uh, ooh. Um, he liked the fight scenes. Uh, he really was a big fan of the color grading, unlike Ugh. us. Yeah. <laughs> um, which, to be fair, he did write this review in 2003. Okay. So... I he you can be a little bit kinder to him on that. Sure. Uh he he pulls up uh color references from other Nightmare and Elm Street movies. There are several references. Uh he talks about the rejected scripts which we've also talked on today. The box office success of Freddy vs Jason was just as exciting as the film itself. It helped bring back the classic 80s horror studios considered and made sequels slash remakes to movies such as The Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Halloween again. The commercial success of Freddy vs. Jason has also proved there's still enough life in both of these characters to justify more sequels. Freddy was killed off way too soon anyway. Only six sequels. Come on, I want to see more of him. But make the movies original, for Christ's sake. I'd rather see a Freddy die than go straight to video hell. That's why I hope a Nightmare prequel will never be made, and I beg producers not to make a Freddy vs. Jason 2 or any other obscure versus movies. Freddy versus Jason is the fulfillment of every fan's dream that and that is that. 
Have I said everything? Have I expressed my euphoria for this film enough? Let me just say this at the end. A lot of people had eagerly awaited for this project to be realized. Thank you to Ronnie Yu, Robert England, and New Line for making all of our dreams come true. Eight out of ten. Right. Oh, damn. I can't believe it wasn't ten out of ten. Um, to be honest Exclamation with you. mark. Yeah. Um, what's interesting to me about that is he, he talks about, uh, he's thankful there weren't, uh, or he doesn't want other versus movies to come out, uh, based yeah. on the success of this. And we almost got that, uh, in a couple of instances, mm-hmm. one being, uh, Michael Myers versus pinhead, which was kicked around <laughs> at dimension for a little while, mm-hmm. which would have been <laughs> awful. I, I still would have watched it. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we get into trivia, there is one other thing that we did not mention in our review that I feel like should be mentioned, possibly, because it's been a source of controversy around this movie. Okay. And that is Kelly Rowland's use of a, a gay slur towards Freddy. Oh, yeah. That uh, a lot of people have been upset about. Anybody have uh, any thoughts on that at all? I mean, it certainly hasn't aged well, but I don't think it was a big deal at the time that it happened. This was so much of not a big deal at the time yeah. Uh, that I almost forgot to talk about it. And yeah, it, it's aged very poorly, mm-hmm. um, but it's certainly not the thing that has aged most poorly from a movie <laughs> of this time period. Yeah. I, I'd argue there are a couple slurs in Shaun of the Dead that have aged more yeah. poorly than this one. <laughs> like, yeah, that's that is the, the, the fact, right? Like, uh, unfortunately, that's a way that people talked then. Yeah. Um, and, and it's funny though, to watch everyone run away from it. Like Kelly yeah. Rowland swears that it wasn't her line, that, that it was in the script that way. And, uh, I believe the screenwriters or Ronnie, you or somebody said, no, it wasn't in the script at all. She ad libbed it. Like it's been <laughs> like, they volley back <laughs> and forth constantly. They're throwing it back and forth, like a hot potato responsibility for that line. Um, but anyway, I, I just wanted to mention it because I know that it's a big deal. It it has become a yeah. big deal surrounding this movie, um, which, you know, given the time period that this movie came out, it seems like a weird thing to make a big deal out of. But it yeah. does. Yeah. Because yeah. you hear people all the time like that have been on the Internet since then mm-hmm. uh, that make statements that are just like, oh, well, that's just how people talk. I don't understand why like filmmakers can't do the same thing. Right. Like, and just be like, everyone was an idiot in this time. And we accurately reflected how teens talked. Right. Yeah. In 2003. I don't like people trying to, you know, persecute movies from a certain time. Like, it's just, there's going to be stuff made now that's going to be looked at in X amount of years as how could they, you know, like. I was going to say, I think it's one reason why we don't have movies that are not to not to be the old crazy right wing man in the room today, I guess. But (laughs) I I do think it's one reason why we have your movies that like have a lot of bite to them, because Mm -hmm. a lot of people now with the success of the Internet uh, capturing every cultural moment and language evolving as quickly as it is. I feel like a lot of people are afraid to use terms that are popular in case they don't age well in, you know, five years and then the movie gets canceled because we have stuff, you know, this one took a little bit longer, but that aged really poorly. It's why I think that even though it's become very popular on Twitter, we're not going to see any movies with the word in it. (laughs) 
Oh, really? Am I going to get bleeped? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't say that. <laughs> can't just, we can't just go around adding Ys at the end of things. It's like cocky. We can't or, even well, do it now. You can't say cocky. You can't say cocky. I mean, a guy could be cocky. Yeah, that's true. But yeah. you can't say like suck my key and you know it's okay. <laughs> mm. You can't even say freak. Can you know cannot say yeah. freak. What about freak? <laughs> no. Yeah, how many things no, do no, we have to can't. add if we change it twenty <laughs> percent? No. Yeah, because then now now you just you're finding ways around the line and no, I, we can't do that. All right. No. <laughs> but yeah, I do I think it's very silly that some yeah. movies this one silliest movie to begin with <laughs> are held to that it's, kind of standard decay. The, the cultural impact of Freddy versus Jason <laughs> is being dimmed by this one line. Yeah. Like people need to like it is what it is. Yeah. Fine. Um on facts, I gotta be honest with you, there are 15 billion uh trivia <laughs> pieces about this movie. Uh we've got a lot. I'm not and I did barely scratch the surface. The budget for this film was estimated at $30 million. The worldwide gross was $116.6 million. Mm. Um, according damn. to Robert England, his Freddy makeup was so thick that he couldn't tell how hot it was from the fires during filming. And when he got in to have his makeup removed, it had, it had bonded itself to his face. God damn. That seems extremely unpleasant. Yeah. <laughs> that seems unsafe. Yeah. Um, Apparently, James Wan was originally selected to direct the film, but he had oh, already boy. committed to directing Saw. Thank God for Saw. <laughs> <laughs> I want that to be a button. Thank God, <laughs> thank God for the Saw button. Thank yes. God for Saw. Yeah. I, I'm like, it just... I will say, though, I, I also thank God for Saw. You know that I feel that way very strongly, but... This was peak James Wan. This was Saw 1. This was the first Saw movie. He did a good job. He did. We would have gotten him before all the conjuring nonsense gave him a big head. Imagine yes. all the jump scares he could have worked into this movie. Oh, fucking crying out loud. <laughs> That's fair point. That's fair point. But, you know, instant reaction. Thank God for Saw. <laughs> uh, following its release, Monica Kina and... Um, Catherine Isabel had uh, rather choice words about the film. Tina in particular said she thought the screenplay was terrible and that she only really signed on for the money and to raise her profile. <laughs> uh, Isabel's problems were mostly due to the fact that she uh, didn't get along with Ronnie Yu. He apparently tried to force her to do a nude scene, even though she had specifically requested a no nudity clause uh, when she signed on to do the film. No titty. Um, yeah, apparently he, he, was constantly pressuring her to do the nude scene. Finally, he gave in and they used a body double for the shower scene. Hmm. Um, while several journalists and television hosts have tried to embarrass Kelly Rowland over her role in this film, um, she's always responded by saying that the film was a hit and she enjoyed making it, and therefore she has nothing to be ashamed about. So good for yeah. her. Good yeah, for man. her. That's how yeah. people should be about horror movies. Yes. Yes. Yeah, like, you're not... There, not every role calls for an Oscar-winning performance, you know? Like, it, right. do your part in the movie. You're creating a project. It's her part in the project, man. And she, she was fine. She did, you know, she did well, considering what, you know, what that Depending character... What they needed. gave her. <laughs> and that, too. Yeah. You know, like, she's not a, an actress. Yeah. Like, you know, give her a break. Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah, good for her. Um, Betsy Palmer 
who played Jason's mother in the original Friday the 13th, was asked to come back and uh, play the role of Mrs. Voorhees again. She turned it down, though, because she felt the role was too small. With her. Uh, I'm telling you, if she... If they had offered her the role as partial Freddy Krueger, mm-hmm. she would have come back for that. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. She also, I believe, was asked to come back for the Friday the 13th remake, and she said the script was stupid and she wasn't doing it. <laughs> um, during the film's long gestation period, at least 17 scripts were submitted, most of which dealt with cults that were attempting to resurrect Freddy and Jason to come back and fight. Um, these were eventually turned into <laughs> one script that the producers decided for some time to go ahead with, but they eventually changed their minds as they could not agree on the ideas proposed. Eventually, in 2001, Damian Shannon and Mark Swift came in to pitch their ideas without restrictions while they were working on another project for New Line Cinema. The two noted that uh, most previous writers had ignored all the mythology and histories of the character, so their approach was basically to keep it all intact, make it all count, don't discount the other movies, and the fans will love you for it. And mm. I, again, we talked about this. I think it's, this was the simplest way to bring the characters together, and it worked. And it doesn't fuck with anything that we've learned from the other movies. Yeah. So yeah. I, I was happy with it. Although I do kind of like the idea of two rival cults betting on a Jason versus Freddy match and then <laughs> trying to resurrect them to see who wins. Um. Yeah execution man you know like you you can some ideas might not sound great on paper but we haven't seen it yet you know that, yeah. I mean, some of them were just probably awful regardless but you know like <laughs> execution is very important uh there was a sequel planned but it never materialized windstorm uh comics they published a six issue comic series in late 2007 and early 2008 that added the evil dead's ash williams to the mix and freddie versus jason versus ash yeah um, which was originally an idea pitched um, for the movie. And uh, Sam Raimi said no. He, he wouldn't let them use Ash. Fucked up. Sam Raimi. Um, He's usually down for Bruce Campbell getting the payday too, man. That'd have been nice. Yeah. Come on now. Ken Kurzinger revealed that during filming uh, the scene of the characters looking for the hypnosil in the insane asylum, special effects sparks landed on him, causing his costume to catch on fire. He'd been a stuntman for over 20 years, so he remained calm while stagehands rushed in with fire extinguishers to put him out. Oh, boy. Can you imagine being on fire and just remaining calm? No. I cannot imagine that. <laughs> I'd have been running around, catching everything around me on fire, going, oh, shit, oh, shit! <laughs> They've been like, 45 people were murdered today yep. on the set of Freddy vs. Jason. Because of me. Yep. I'm sorry. I had to beat it. <laughs> And you wouldn't even have hide it, like hid from it either. Nope. You would have been like, "I was on fire." <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I was on fire. I didn't, I didn't mean to kill all those people. I just, <laughs> just stand there minding my business, and I'm a fucking fire, bro. Yeah, I was running around going, "Ah, oh, shit." Yes. <laughs> no, I'm, I, I'm right there with you. I, me too. Um, Kane Hodder, who portrayed Jason in the uh-huh. previous four films. Uh, was keen on coming back and playing the role again. Uh-huh. Uh, he'd even been given a copy of the final script. However, he was recast. Um, he claims that he had been kept out of the loop as to why uh, mm-hmm. the decision caused backlash from some Friday the 13th fans. Ronnie Yu explained that while Hodder was fantastic in the role, he chose Ken Kurzinger for the part. As Kurzinger was slightly taller and broader than Hodder, and it gave more contrast with the much shorter Robert England as Freddy. And also because he wanted a slightly different take on the character, he felt that Hodder was somewhat too aggressive 
whereas he wanted Jason to be slower, smoother, and more deliberate. You would later claim it was a studio decision, though, and that he would have cast hotter if New Line had wanted him. And uh, there's, I, I don't know, but there's a lot of talk on that, that Kane Hodder just wanted too much money. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah. that goes to a lot of Kane Hodder. Unless he is grossly overpaid for something, he's <laughs> not going to do it. And that's my my stink. Yeah, but it does. Hodder. I mean, it feels like uh, over the years, Ronnie U has talked out both sides of his ass about it. Yeah, because that's probably what it was. Yeah. And it was, since we're we're talking about it, I feel like it is only appropriate that we do. That. No, it just. Again, shows the power twisting somebody's, mm -hmm. you know, till it comes off. <laughs> Yeah, it yep. takes some strength. Mm -hmm. Believe me, I've tried it. Not easy to twist somebody off. No. And the human is much more resilient than you think it is. Mm -hmm. And heavier is a heavy holder. <laughs> yes. How, how much do you think the the average human weighs, Mikey? Kane uh, Hodder, ladies and gentlemen. I, I don't know. <laughs> Shut up, go around weighing dicks. What the fuck is wrong? <laughs> But, yeah. um, in several early drafts of the script, two twists were considered that would have connected the past of Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees. One considered twist was that Freddy either raped or had a consensual sexual encounter with Jason's mother and a result had unknowingly fathered Jason. Another twist considered that Freddy had worked at Camp Crystal Lake in the past and had either molested Jason as a child or was somehow connected to his drowning being a child murderer and a potential sex offender, thus giving Jason a motivation to track down and kill Freddy. Both ideas were dropped. <laughs> also, random thought, but if Freddy Krueger tried to fuck me, I'd probably have the same reaction and set on fire on a movie set. <laughs> <laughs> same reaction. Can you New imagine, though, how mad you'd be as, like, a murdered teen ghost if you had been attacked for not watching a dude that murdered you, <laughs> like go after that guy first, right? Yeah. Uh, New Line Cinema first attempted to make this film several times in the late 80s, as early as 1987, when they tried to team up with Paramount Pictures by pitting Jason against Freddy in the seventh Friday the 13th movie. However, they couldn't reach an agreement, so Paramount made Friday the 13th the new blood by having Jason fight a telepathic teenager, basically making uh, Jason versus Carrie. <laughs> yeah. Bad sure movie. did. <laughs> Bad movie. Um, Brent Chapman, who played Blake's father in this movie, and Kyle Labine, who played Freeberg in this movie, both appeared in Halloween Resurrection, making them the first actors to appear in a Freddy, a Jason, and a Michael Myers film. Hmm. Uh Rob Zombie was offered to direct, but he turned it down to work on his pet project, House of a Thousand Corpses. Really? Is the timeline right on that? That can't uh, be true. Was he still making House of a Thousand Corpses when Freddy vs. Jason listen, came out? Listen, I don't okay, fact uh, sorry. check the internet. All right? All right. If it's on the internet, it has to be true. I... We all know that. That's true. House of a Thousand Corpses came out in 2003. When did this come out? 2003. <laughs> Also, two thousand. All right. Yeah. So. I just felt like it was one of those things he had been sitting on for a while. But I yeah, I, I don't know. know. Listen, I that movie sucks anyway. He should have uh, done this movie. Rob, you're our this... expert on those House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah. 
I kind of want to see what this movie looks like, though, if Rob Zombie does it. It's fucking awful, probably. It'll all be the fight in the trailer park. I'll tell you now, Freddy definitely fucked mom in that version. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Imagine Freddy just sitting around yelling at poor Pamela Voorhees. <laughs> and they're arguing. He's played yelling by about... Sherry Moon Zombie. Yeah, played by, definitely played by Sherry Moon Zombie. <laughs> Wait, wait, who would she play Freddie or, or Pamela? I wonder. Hey, wow. God damn it. Disrespect. <laughs> I was going to say uh, Pamela, but. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I was listening Freddie to her also show. is going to masquerade as Pamela the entire time. So we have more <laughs> screen time for Sherryman Zombie. Uh, again, listening to another show where they were talking about House of a Thousand Corpses and how much they disliked her. I don't get the hate for the woman. I do think it's funny to make the jokes about how he puts her in everything, but I don't. I, I, She's fine. I think she's perfectly fine. She um, does really well with what she's being asked. Yes. It's outrageous all the time. And yeah. I don't think it's that's just, on her. It's, it, it, <laughs> people get so mad about her being in his movies. And it's like, that is not the problem with his movies. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, she's perfectly fine as an actress. She's, also, people just work together. You yeah. Know? And that's, like, that's I, the weird. It has to be because they're married, right? Because like, I get, but Helena Bonham Carter was in all of Tim Burton's stuff, and no one gave a shit. Yeah, that's true. But I was thinking, like, if Tarantino made a movie and he put Samuel L. Jackson in it, nobody blink an eye, and they've worked together a number of times. Yeah. Or Scorsese just did a movie with another one with DiCaprio, and nobody, you know, said anything about it. It's just weird. I, I don't get it. I don't understand. But it is fun to make the jokes. You know, it is kind of funny. To yeah, make the yeah. Jokes. like when he was talking about making that hockey movie, and I was like, oh, great, Sherry Moon Zombie can play the puck. <laughs> Um, as a little girl actress, Mon actress Monica Keener's fear of the Freddy Krueger character resulted in her school teachers thinking she was being abused at home. I know. <laughs> um, Gib, played by Catherine Isabel, is always shown wearing a red baseball cap. That's a nod to Carrie, where PJ Soul's character also always wore a red baseball cap. Isabel appeared in the Carrie remake in 2002. Um, mm -hmm. Other directors considered uh, to direct this film throughout the 90s, uh, Peter Jackson, Louis Abernathy, Rob Boten, is it Boten or Boten? Boten? I don't know. Um, and Guillermo del Toro. Oh, that would have been different. Mm. Yeah. Over the course of the film's long development stage, New Line Cinema reportedly spent around $6 million on it, ultimately receiving 18 different drafts of the screenplay submitted by 18 different screenwriters. Yeah. yeah. And finally, Christina Ricci was the first choice oh. for Lori, and she was offered the role, but she turned it down so she could appear in the film Monster. Christina Ricci. Is that a good call or a bad call for Christina Ricci at I this mean, time? Um, Monster was a pretty prestigious film. Like I, I know that's the movie that Charlie's Theron won the Oscar for. Um I don't I don't know though. I you know, this was certainly probably I, I well. I say that. I assume this was a bigger box office draw. Yeah. So I don't probably. know. That's that's interesting, right? Like, do you want to? Yeah. I guess it depends on what you're trying to accomplish in, in your career at that point in time. Are you more interested in being in a high-profile uh, box office hit or more of a prestige, prestige film? God, I'm well, it's just drunk. interesting because now she's, uh, you know, seen as kind of like a horror darling. So I wonder if, like, yeah. being in a Freddy and Jason elevated that sooner i'm not sure where she has a reputation as a horror darling though i mean has she done i it's be it's 
I mean, she's in Yellow Jackets. Yeah. It's because Yellow Jackets got really popular at the same time she did the Wednesday cameo, I think. Oh, I didn't even know she did. So I don't cameo think it's like slasher queen. I think it's like yeah. more adjacent. Right. Orbit, and that and that sort of know. tracks with her as a child where she was in the, she the was, Adams family stuff. Yeah, yeah. All right. I guess. I don't know. She's fine. I don't dislike Christina Ricci. I don't know. But I feel like it would have made more sense as a reputation if she had been in a slasher film, which is what yeah. kind of like why I posed the question. Yeah, no, maybe it just I guess it just depends on where you're at in your career and what you want to do. Right. Not everybody wants to be a scream queen or whatever. Monster, by the way, sixty four point two million. Okay, so. As opposed to Freddy vs. Jason's one point six. I'm sorry. Six, one hundred sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's it though. That that is trivia. So I guess we got to score this thing. Ooh. Anybody um, go first? I mean, I can. I don't first. even know <laughs> if you guys have scores ready. <laughs> I really don't feel confident in my score. I have okay. one ready. Do you want me to go or? Sure. All right. I, I it's very difficult to score this movie. Um, like I talked about before, because I think critically, this movie's probably not very good. Um. There's, you know, bad CGI, uh, mid-acting, terrible dialogue. <laughs> There's just a lot of stuff that that really doesn't, uh, uh, from a critical standpoint, work. But it's also a lot of fun. It's also a movie that I love. I I settled at a 7.7. 7. Um, my initial reaction was as high as an 8.2. Uh, and as low as somewhere around a uh, 7.2. I went with 7.7 because I, I feel like this is a movie that should be approved. So that's kind of where I landed. Uh, but it is largely based on how much fun I had for this movie and how much I just I, I just love this film. I don't know if this makes me feel more or less confident in my score, but this is as close as Rob and I, I think, have ever been on a board. <laughs> <laughs> like the number that I wrote down. All right, you want to go? You next finally got one right, Chad. Good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I wrote down seven point six, and I wavered a lot to get there. I went through kind of the same thing. Like this is very important movie to me. I, I think, even though it was very silly and maybe hasn't aged the best because of you know the blur, single handedly and nothing to do with the CGI. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's right. That that damn slur. <laughs> that's the only reason um I, I it maybe hasn't aged the best ever but like it was so big at the time this was like such a cultural moment in horror i i think it's kind of important even if it wasn't necessarily great mm -hmm. you know it's exactly what i wanted out of it i i i don't remember exactly how high i got but i was in like i think the mid eights with this because i just it's so much fun to watch and it you know but critically, it has a lot of issues. I also, I I think it should be approved. Like, I, yeah. I even went a little higher than that. Yeah, I, I just, it's, you sit, sit down to watch it today, and it's got like a 90-whatever-minute runtime, and it just flies by because it's fun. And watching it for the show, I'm watching it with more of a critical eye and realizing, like, oh, this dialogue's really shit, and it's kind of <laughs> bad, and whatever. But it doesn't matter. Like, I don't care. It, that's not what I'm watching this movie for. It's weird to call a movie like this important, but it is. Yeah. This is what we need sometimes. And I feel really like there is kind of that slasher radio effect where when you have to watch something for the show, 
sometimes you don't treat it as kindly because you're being forced to think about it critically. Mm-hmm. And it was such a refreshing experience to be forced to think about something critically. But I never dreaded watching this one. I was never upset when it won, uh, other than not getting to watch my anime shark movie. But like, mm-hmm. I, I was never upset about having to sit down and watch it. Uh, and even having to take notes and like examine how bad this dialogue was, I didn't care because I was having a good time. Right. And, and that's, and, and that's another, I think, testament to the film is that sometimes when I have to sit down and watch a movie, even if it's one that, that I've liked in the past, but it's like a movie I have to be in the mood to watch and yeah. I have to watch it for the show. So even if I'm not in the mood, I've got to sit down and watch it. Um, th- I'm, I don't think I've ever not been in the mood to watch Freddy versus Jason. Just put it on. Fine. It just doesn't we'll... happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing, too, because like I think there are movies that I've watched on my own that I've thought critically are better movies that I'm very seldom in the mood to watch that I've had like house. I had to watch for the show and I was pissed and I came in and gave like a lower score to house. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that'll <laughs> you have happen to be in the mood for it. Yeah. But not here. Like, I'm just I'm always OK to watch this one. All right. That um, leaves it to you, Mikey. Yes. Mikey gives it a two and it's not slasher radio. approved. <laughs> <laughs> that will not happen. Um, I think to get back to what we, what came up during the reviews, I, I feel like the term critical <clears throat> is pretty subjective in terms of what movie you're watching. Like this movie was not trying to be, you know, a super high brow on, on any level. And the bad acting, bad dialogue, Rob, that you mentioned, you're at in Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street, historically, that's what you're going to get. Like, even Halloween, when you get to, like, the middle of the franchise, you know, like, that, that that's kind of what you're going to get. Yeah. You get to, like, Resurrection, yeah. Or stop <laughs> it. And... It, I, I, that's fine. Like I'm watching a Freddy Krueger and a Jason movie. I don't expect it to be, you know, any type of, of polished on, 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 in terms of that, they got the important shit, right? Technically for a movie about two eighty slashers, I think they did a fine job. There was, mm-hmm. the cinematography was great. Kills are great. You know, the CGI, it, it was, it was CGI, which I'm not a huge fan of. But I think the CGI they used for their in that time, it wasn't bad and it wasn't terrible. And they people don't mention this a lot. They had a lot of really good practical effects in this movie. And I, I give this an 8.5. Damn. Yes. Wow. And, and for the fact that it was it like, like Kat said, I'm never not going to watch Freddy vs. Jason. It's just yeah. never going to happen. And uh, like I said, for what for what I expected out of this movie, like as in terms of like the checklist that I bring up a lot for like uh, again a movie about two eighty slashers, yeah, they hit it all. I'm I was, I'm here for it. Love this mm-hmm. movie, eight point five. And mm-hmm. Fr- Freddy vs. Oh. Jason is slasher radio approved. Good for it. I also want to just like throw this out there. Uh, they ended up not being able to, but we. were have been uh we've been having like a family movie night and i was like i've got to watch this for the podcast uh even my parents were like i'm never not in a mood to watch freddy versus jason <laughs> and they're not like big freddy or jason people you know like yeah. it's just a fun 
I it's a good time, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So good. So there you have it. Freddy vs. Jason will the thrill approved. Thrill me. Apparently. Uh good way to kick off the year, Will. Yeah, yeah, that's a strong one, Will. Still keeping my eye on you though, Will. <laughs> <laughs> I got a new Will button. I don't remember which one it is though. Oop, that ain't it. Was that that one? Nope, definitely was not that one. Uh, pff, I don't ass and titties, oh. ass, ass and titties, <laughs> ass and titties, ass, ass and titties, titties, ass and titties, ass, ass and titties, ass and titties, ass, ass mm-hmm. and titties. I didn't mean to get. I always hit that fucking button every time. <laughs> never complain. I'm never not in a mood. That's, right. ass and titties. That's the Freddy versus Jason of buttons. Is this one it? I don't know if this one's it. Nope. <laughs> nope. Now, now you gotta beep that. Oh fuck! Allie got a fucking. Does that kind of count? She said it right. I yeah, Allie got Allie you... got a beep on a episode she wasn't even on. I don't know. I think that might count as a Mikey beep for pushing a button. <laughs> but I didn't know it was a button. So I mean, like, it kind of, sort of. I mean, she said it. Might be your fault for having a button. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of buttons. This is the, this is the problem. Here. <laughs> Let's not forget this doozy. I got a small. All right. Oh yeah. 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 All right. So at Slash Radio on Twitter, everybody give us a follow there. And um patreon.com forward slash slash radio. Tears starting as low as three dollars a month. You can get in be on, cheap bastards. <laughs> you can get in on uh these Patreon picks once a month. You guys have a say in what we talk about. Easter egg content, extra show every week. Uh, images from the show all go up on Patreon. Uh, support the show. Is, is yeah, what I'm and you get a free week trial. You can, yes, you can get a free seven day trial. Is that still a thing? Still a thing. So you can check it out before you sign up. Uh, here's some of the the Patreon shows, and you know it, it's there's a lot of horror content. It's 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 a mix of like comedy horror on there. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of list reviews and shit like that. So make sure you check out patreon.com forward slash slash radio. Like Rob said, you get a free free trial. Free. Check it out. Um, and I think that's really it. Uh, you can check me out at Mikey's Dead. You can also check out the other show that I do with ass and titties, ass, ass, titties. Ass, ass, titties, ass, and titties. Ass and titties, ass, and titties. Ass and titties. God damn it. I swear I didn't mean to do it again. Huge clown penis. <laughs> With Little Miss Huge Clown Penis, Ali Surreal. It is called Cult FM. Wherever you listen to Slasher Radio, you can listen to that. We did not do a show this week. Uh, that is also kind of sort of my fault. So, um, but we did. Uh, yeah, I would never assume it was Ali's fault. <laughs> I don't know why you would <laughs> ever say something like that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, we do have our last episode up about the new Dead by Daylight chapter, Alan Wake release, all kinds of changes to the game itself perks all that shit we break it down with friend of the show somber uh that was a great discussion and uh yeah that's it for me rob what about you uh you can find me on twitter at radio rob one two three you can listen to the other show that i do with cat the nick fucking woo cage cast it's nick f and woo if you're looking for it in your podcast player um and we uh just did an episode on the nick cage film eight millimeter Kat, I want you to know, um, before Rob went to record that, he was uh, hanging out in Discord, and I asked him if I can come, and he told me no. Well, you are banned. Right. I just, just wanted to make you aware. He told me no. All right. Tried to come. And, and Damien Maffei, also not allowed. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think we will revisit the name. We'll see. There's an appeal process. Mikey's been through the appeal process. His appeal was denied. This is bullshit. Right, Damien, let us know if we should push this forward or not. Oh, he'll let you know. That's the thing. He will, <laughs> he will let you know. He yelled at me over aliens, man. Well, you did say some bullshit. He do nothing, man. Sometimes he's crotchety a little bit, Damien. You never know with him. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at cat underscore velour. You can check out my website, catvelour.com. Order my book, The Desert Island Game. Rob texted about it angrily, so you know uh, it's not, good. So that makes it sound like <laughs> I didn't enjoy the book. It's just, if you want to read a mindfuck of a book, you should check it out. Because <laughs> what the fuck, cat? <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we will be back next week. We don't know what we're doing yet. That's why you need to keep up with us on Twitter. Good night from Slasher Radio. All the best with Slasher Radio Podcast.